find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deeper here in probably the most anticipated episode to date. Not not a guest, not uh, you know, not something that happened in sports, but an announcement, a huge announcement tonight. Let's go around and uh, see what else we got. Uh, my co-host Bush is here. Absolutely, made it down to sunny Florida yesterday morning, bright and early. Got to the AC airport two hours way before I should have, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, who else we got here? Hammond's here. Flight was delayed a little bit. Uh, could have sworn I was going to beat you, but I'm just happy to be here. That's right. We are podcasting live from the Tampa St. Pete area. To, uh, let's just get into it. A, a big announcement. Uh, there is a new free parking pod office. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and Jimbo have made the, uh, the trip down south, and we have, are setting up shop here in St. Pete. Uh, and super excited about it. The boys will now be in two parts of the country the Philly region, and now the Tampa region. So super stoked for, one, the warm weather, because you guys are screwed back at home. Yes, we are. And, uh, and two, for some more amazing content. Absolutely. And you look at, you know, you look at Philly and we've, you know, we've yet to even tap into the majority of everybody that's there, but now we just have, we, we have this big basket, dude. Now we just reach into Tampa, reach into, reach into Philly. Ham, you might be heading down to North Carolina. So we've got the whole East coast going at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping, uh, hoping that all pans out, but you said you're setting up shop. Uh, shop is pretty much set up. Dave, do you, do you want to talk about the, your moving experience? It was a oh wild one. God. So first off, probably the best part of the moving experience was today when the, the boys chipped in and did an awesome job unboxing everything here. That was fantastic. So thank you guys because, I mean, that's, that's brotherhood for sure. Uh, but dude, moving sucks. <laughs> moving absolutely <laughs> sucks. So it all started off, I guess, a couple months ago when I, I figured out I was moving down here for the, uh, for the day job. And um, I, I booked a mover on, online. I mean, it had decent reviews. Um, you know, good pricing. As things got closer, um, you know, started looking at some more reviews and some questions popped up. Honestly, my I scheduled my move date for a Monday or a Tuesday. I was told on Saturday that I would get a call on Sunday if I was moving on Monday. Are you following? My, I'm confused, but continue. I would get a call the day before my move. Okay. And if I didn't get a call the day before my move, it would be the, the following day. Gotcha. So okay. track back two, two weeks we're at Bryce's house watching football, mm-hmm. and they don't call me the day before they're supposed to come. You're on call. You're just so waiting. and They don't call. So I'm, I'm expecting the move to be two days from then. Mm-hmm. Jim and I wake up in Bryce's basement, hungover from Sunday football, which is, has been phenomenal all season, mm-hmm. to a call at 7 a.m. Now, my alarm was set for 7.30. I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m., an hour away from, from, from where I, I live. The movers were going to be on their way. They were going to get there in an hour. I told him no. I said no. I'm not there. I can't I'm not do there. It. I'm an hour away. You didn't call. I thought it was Tuesday. You got to come Tuesday. Okay, okay. We'll come Tuesday. Perfect. So I'm ready for it Tuesday. It's scheduled for 2 to 4 right? on Tuesday. Um, 2 o'clock rolls around. I give him a call. I'm like, hey, I didn't hear from the driver yet. You know, I called the office. Hey, I didn't hear from the driver yet. Mm, strange. Uh, they're like, call back at 345 if they're still not there. 345 rolls around, no driver. I call back at 345. Mm-hmm. Let me get in touch with the driver. The driver gives me a call. Let's just say very broken conversation, like very hard to understand the guy. Yeah. He says that he's going to get to my place at 7 o'clock at night. 
That's sketchy. It might have been 8 o'clock at night. That's sketchy. Not even sketchy, but I was moving my place and Jim's place. Mind you, I was leaving the next day on the auto train to get down here, which we'll talk about again in a second. I don't want to go mm-hmm. too much of this. Mm-hmm. I, I said, no. Wait a minute. I'm going to be moving at 11 o'clock. I have like a goodbye tour tonight because I'm mm-hmm. moving the next day. I was going to meet my, see my parents. I was going to see the boys and then send it off to Florida tomorrow. Yep. I told him no. Who works that late anyway? 7 p.m. Who? I mean, cover of darkness. They were going to get out of there at midnight. So I, I first off, I said, let me give, give me the options. Either we move tonight or what? Tomorrow at 6 a.m. They're like, hold on, let me check. Then all of a sudden, as, as she's calling the driver to see what their availability is tomorrow, Jim and I are, are debating if we do tonight or tomorrow. Jim and I say, let's do it tonight. Let's just get it over with. Right. She calls back. She's like, all right, they're going to be there at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> we wanted to do it again tonight. So regardless, we have a great night. We come back 6 a.m. the next day. The movers aren't there yet. Dude. We woke up at 5 a.m. to get back to my place an hour away. The movers aren't there yet. For the third day in a row, the movers aren't there at 6 a.m. Jimmy and I wait for 6. We wait for 7. We wait for 8. The window was 6 to 8. At 8 o'clock, we drove to U-Haul. Jimmy and I drove to U-Haul, thinking the movers were not going to come, and we were going to have to pack ourselves in U-Haul and just haul it all the way down to Florida. Actually, not us, but, but one of our boys... One of the followers, DeCroce, Matt DeCroce, was going to drive our stuff for a fee, but for, for I mean, it was been the best move ever. I should have did it from the beginning. Yep. DeCroce was going to drive our stuff down the floor. We're at U-Haul. We get the quote. We walk back into the car. Jimmy and I are ready to call Matt to lock this up and book the U-Haul, yep. and I get a call from a random number, and it's the driver. He's going to be here. Regardless, the stuff is here. The place is set. The boys helped out. And uh, yeah, moving sucks. Make sure you look into your companies. It's not an easy thing to do, man. You're packing up your whole life. You're moving... You, you, you know, you're moving at 1,500 miles away, mm-hmm. and you're trusting all of these items with somebody who, one, doesn't show up three days in a row. You can't really understand them when you're on the phone. You read these reviews, and they have one star. I actually said this to you. I go, hey, man, they got one star. That means one out of five people likes them. So, I mean, <laughs> one person had a good experience. It could be you. The one review thing I saw was like 3.8, and I was like, 3.8? I mean, yeah, some people have bad experiences, right? Like a lamp breaks or something, you know. But there's, there's some good experiences there to get it to a 3.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, not uh, not a great moving company. Uh, we got here. We got yeah, here. Yeah, everything's here. I think the only thing they stole was a TV remote. No, we found it. We oh, found it. All right, well, we, then, we found it. We're oh, good. right, we got it. Yeah, what? yeah. Okay, oh, we got cool. it. Six is around in the background right yeah. now. Oh well, we didn't even introduce the other two that are here tonight. That's right. Sorry, not directly on the podcast, yeah. but also made the trip. Obviously, Jim, who moved down, the producer, and FPP Bryce is here on scene. Yeah, How are we doing, yo, in the house. Yo, take it easy over there with uh, the hat. I oh shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheers, brother. Cheers, boys. Yeah, so we had a little welcome party this weekend. Uh, all the guys came down, and uh, we have a schedule, don't we? Yo, Jimbo. Jimbo. What's up, dude? Hey. We have an absolute schedule. So uh, it's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday night, uh, we're recording this on Friday, actually. Thursday, we went to the Walt Disney World, of all places. We went to Epcot, and we did drinks around the world. Tonight is Friday. I'm recording the podcast going out in uh, downtown St. Petersburg, which is to probably Jim and my favorite bar. Um, doing that tonight. Tomorrow, scored lightning tickets. Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Washington Capitals here. Not a big deal. Not not a big deal. Yeah. Probably going to be some nice tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Allegedly. And we're going to hit the town again. Allegedly for that nice one. Tickets. Dude, you touched on it. Let's dive right into it. The Walt Disney World trip last night, man. Drinking around the world. So this is something that I have been, you know, years in the making talking about. I've done it twice 
um, when I was in college with the mascot team at Delaware. Uh, we would go down there for mascot nationals, and we would just, you know, it was Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We would go and you get two drinks. What was it, guys? It was 11 countries, 10, 10 countries, whatever 12, it is. Yeah, 11, 12, 12, 10, 11, 12. You know, you don't even know how many there are because you just can't even talk. You forget talk. after five. You can barely talk, let alone count. So, we get there, and uh, it was seamless. Check into All Star Sports. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been. Um, it's pretty, you know, standard place to stay. Textbook, textbook place to stay. And then, uh, you know, we get our magic bands. Magic bands customized to our FPP names. Yes. Bush through the uh, the little engraving on the, on our on our magic bands. All it FPP Deaver, FPP Bush. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Yeah, and it was, it was nice. the it was the first time that Jim and I since senior trip. Yep. Yeah, yep. the first time we've been back in Disney since senior trip. So yeah, so it was my first time in two years that I had been there, which was it was awesome to be back. You're a so, pro, though. Yeah, I was. I was very. Yeah, he familiar was our with he was our tour guide for sure. I was very familiar with the process, which definitely helped us. But these guys hadn't been there in you know four or five years, so it was like you know shock for them. Lest we mention that the movers got there earlier that day. So the yeah. movers departed New Jersey last week, you know, as, as we made our way down here, mm-hmm. they, they, it took seven days, six days. It was six days for, no, seven days. It was mm-hmm. eight days, Wednesday to Thursday for them to actually get here. Cause they had to move other people in this big tractor trailer on the way. We didn't know what time the movers were going to get here. We didn't know what day they were getting here. They told us one to 2 PM on the day we were meant to go to Disney yesterday. Yep. We weren't sure if we were going to get to Disney World. It's still an hour and a half away from, from Tampa. Mm-hmm. The movers ended up getting here at 10. They threw everything in our apartment. We drove to the airport, picked up the boys, and then sent it to Disney World. We didn't get to All-Star Sports till like 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, yeah. So a uh, drink around the world, typically. I was texting all my guys, telling them that you know we made it back down there, and it was going to be a hell of a time. And they all were like, dude, you're getting there at 6? Like That's a 12-hour adventure, dude. So to compensate for that... We drank around the world in three and a half, maybe maybe three, maybe three hours, maybe three hours flat. We got a drink in each country in three hours, and that's margaritas, that's wine, that's a lot of beer because of the majority we got beers yeah. at. Um, in France, you got the uh, what is it, the bourgeois? It's, the, no, it was <laughs> it was a Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet it was from Bordeaux, which is a uh, it's a it's a town in in France uh, that a friend of mine, Bill Hansen. He listened to the podcast. He went was, to, that's uh, why I got it for you, Bill. It was the France. The the, the name of the town is Boubou. It, it was the Boubou one. Bordeaux. Jacques Le Bleu. Oh, Bordeaux or Boubou? Escargot. <laughs> oh, okay, Escargot. Escargot. Yeah, you guys will, you guys will see that video soon. Uh, eating some snails in France. Uh, we didn't do that, but I wanted to. No, I didn't. And uh, yeah, then we moved on. And then we went to... Uh, so let's start. So Mexico. Then we went to Norway. There's Mexico, Norway. China. 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 Um, Germany? Um, Germany, Germany, Germany yeah. was early. Germany, yeah. Italy, Japan, which they is all... very strange. Yeah. Very strange. I don't know if yeah. Walt had a plan for this, but Germany and Italy were right next to each other. There was actually it was it was USA and then Japan. Yes, yep. but Germany, Italy, the Axis powers very close to each other still. Kind of intimidating. Yeah, it was it was definitely a little weird. Like, but my guess is that since Disney's so old, like back in the day, they were probably like, oh, you know, like. Because I think Disney's a 1940-something-ish company. Disney World's in the 70s, but yeah. Okay, gotcha. Maybe, right, they, well, maybe, yeah, maybe back in the... I don't know. Who Weird. knows? Anyway. And then you go USA after Italy and Germany, and then uh, Turkey Leg. Dude. Turkey Leg. So do you want to run through the drinks really like, as we're going through? So yeah, Marg's. Yeah. We got margaritas in... Mexico. Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Arriba. Mexico. Uh, Hammond's probably got the best margarita, which was mezcal. Correct. Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Tell people again. So mezcal is like a, it's more of a smokier tequila. 
but uh in Bush, barrels, it's made in barrels. It's made in barrels underground, so it takes on more so of a smokier cool flavor. Me. It's just Bush so cool to me. Was not a fan. No, Bush didn't like. No, but, uh, I didn't like it at all, man. It tasted like you were drinking a, a bonfire. Cigar. A bonfire. Yes, yeah, that, a that's bonfire. that's the perfect way to describe yeah, it. That's like exactly you're how you're drinking it is. a drink, and then you you breathe out, and like yeah. you taste smoke. Like and to a and to start flavor. to start with a drink like that, it kind of when I when I had that drink, I described it. At the moment, as cool, but I almost want to call it like sexy. Like that drink to me was sexy. Like I felt like George Clooney, like salt and pepper hair. Like, dude, yeah. that's what I felt like when I had that drink. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> serious, dude. It's like a sexy. It's a drink. mature like, I felt drink. A mature. It drink, really dude. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm I, I wasn't I wasn't for that. So I took it like the tiniest sip, and then like if I struck a match and went, it would have <laughs> blew fire all over the place. So. I didn't like that. But then Norway, you got a Klinga. Norway, yeah. So we were getting beers. We got, you know, um, white ales and uh, a type of lager. Was it a lager? Um, but the, the in the counter was a bunch of pastries. And this one caught my eye like no other. It's called a Klinga. Klinga. A Klinga. A, cl- a Klinga. It's, it's, to describe it, it's like the combination of a pretzel and a croissant and a donut. Oh, it's a shape of a pretzel, but it has the texture of almost like a, a thick... Do- I, dude, it was delicious. It had, it had the chocolate, chocolate drizzle. drizzle. Chocolate yeah, drizzle on top. Sweet. It was sweet, it was dude. It sweet. was perfect. And, and my strategy throughout the entire night was to keep eating. So I had a couple other snacks. We'll keep talking as we go. Yeah. Um, next up, though, was China. China. Yeah. So we uh, we learned a couple new words there. I'm still working on my Mandarin Chinese. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao is hello. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao is hello. Ni hao. And then, uh, and then I, we got like, what was it? A Cho Sing beer? So, Qingdao. <laughs> Qingdao, right. Qingdao. Yeah, I'm still working on it. But it's not, it's not, like, it's not spelled Qing. It's not C-H-I-N-G. It's T-S-I-N-G. But yeah. It's pronounced Qing. Right. Qing I had trouble in China. You had trouble in Germany. Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, yeah. The next stop, we went to Germany, and uh, it was a... Let me go. Let me go. What's the first word? Hedford Weizen. Schofferhafe... Hilfert Weizen. Schofer Hafer Hilfert Weizen. Schofer Hafer Hilfert Weizen. Yes, the, the Z. It's a T-S, but it's a Z. It's a Hilfert Weizen. And it was a grapefruit IPA? And it was phenomenal. And it was delicious. Yeah, yeah it was very The good. best one. Yeah, it was phenomenal. The best yeah. beer of the night was the, the Schofer Hafer Hilfert Weizen. Easily. And I also got a... Bavarian pretzel. Bavarian pretzel. Mm-hmm. This thing was as big as your steering wheel in your yeah. car. It yeah. was massive. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a shame. I passed it around to the boys you know, to share, and uh, Jim dropped it in the puddle. So thanks for that one, Jim. That was $10. Yeah. Well, the, and the thing was, it was raining a lot, and we were power walking. So we, we were. We were really trying our best to get around. Yeah. We were restricted on time a little bit, but yeah. we tried our best, man. Yeah. So, yes. so we're going to continue here, but real quick, I want to touch on it. It was pouring rain the entire time we were there. It was a non-factor, dude. Non-factor. We had the best time. Yeah, it was the best time in the world. It was the best time We were power walking not because of the rain, but because we were trying to hit every country. Which we we did. We did. We did. We did. So after Germany, you know, get the Bavarian pretzel. Slamming, by the way. I did have a bite before it hit the the concrete there. Yeah, good pick. Yeah. Italy. Um, You guys hit the wine cellar. Me and Ham tapped out for a minute. No, no, no. We didn't do... You guys tapped out for a minute, for sure. We didn't do wine here. We did uh, Peroni. In Morocco, that's Morocco was the one that we skipped. skipped. We all skipped. We we all that, skipped that's right. for sure. Yeah. We all skipped. Yeah. We might have hit the facilities, but we all skipped. Yeah. Right, right, right. So right. The Peroni, though, it was pouring at this point. Um, went to this Italian restaurant. I mean, it looked like you were in Italy. People were ser- being served like really nice Italian meals. The mm-hmm. coolest part about this entire experience was that everybody that works in the certain countries is actually from those yep. countries. So I thought mm-hmm. it was super interesting to hear the accents. 
Um, and to kind of like learn a little bit, like seriously, like when I asked for like in China, I asked for the beer, like I knew how to pronounce it because like mm. I was like, how do you how do you say that? They would say it. I would say how do you say it again? And I would say it, and they would work on it. The girl in Germany, mm-hmm. she was helping me with it too. Yeah, um, yeah, she helped you for like twenty minutes. That was hard. Yeah, was I was sitting there getting poured on just Heedford Weizen, dude. It was Heedford also Weizen. I was actually working on the pronunciation too because we were running an overhang. So yeah, I was, like, I was trying to say that as long as possible and just yeah. like wearing the terminology. True. Um, after Italy, so me and Ham, me and Ham did tap out in Italy. You guys got your we all Peron, we Peroni, 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 Peroni. Okay, so you guys get your Peroni, and then we go to uh, the U.S. of A. Baby, Bud Lights, Bud Light, <laughs> Bud Light, Bud Light here, Bud Light here. Let's go, Yeah, what's up? What's up? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, USA was amazing. You got the turkey leg, Ham yes. got the hot dog. That's which right. I regret not getting a hot dog, dude, because that is the most USA ballpark. Like, yeah, anywhere. backyard barbecue, Fourth of July, July, beach hot yeah. dog. Yeah, they gave me a bag of chips too. Yeah, so. and even though it was it was, it was only twenty bucks. Yeah, even it was forty five <laughs> yeah, yeah. bucks for a dog, like forty five bucks for a dog, but you get the American feel. I'm, I'm in that it. very moment, dude. It was worth every penny. What was yeah. the dog's name? Uh, Oscar Meyer. Yeah, Oscar Meyer. Yeah. You're paying that much, you better have. Yeah, he's a, a, a wiener dog. Oscar Meyer, the wiener dog. Um, yeah, so we hit that uh, little show in USA we got to see. Yeah, it was like a Christmas carol yeah, thing going on in the amphitheater there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I caught the turkey leg. I mean, that's a Disney Park staple, right? Um, mm-hmm. I caught the turkey leg along with the meal. And this, I'm telling you, dude, the food throughout really, really helped. Yeah. It's funny. The one thing about the Bud Light in America, we're not going to review a Bud Light, obviously. Uh, but it almost from all the other like dark beers we were having, different like IPAs and strong yeah, beers, yeah. a Bud Light truly tasted like water. It did. Yeah, it was yeah. it was such a pleasure. It was to refreshing. Just, yeah, to, like it was like washing everything down like a cleanse, even though it was a four and a half percent. It was a American good. lager. Yeah, like, yeah, it was good, man. So then we uh, we hop over to Japan, and this Japan, I will admit. I I don't. This is when I. This is when I was. Japan. We kind of hit a. We hit a. Yeah. We hit a rough patch there for we sure. We were walking yeah. through the uh, the the gift shop in Japan and um, had some encounters. We were checking out some cool gear. Um, what was that gum? You, you haichu. 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 And it's not a gum. It's like a. It's a Japanese starburst. Oh yeah, you've had them. Maybe. Maybe not. They were dude. They're really good. They have all these different flavors. Anyway, I walk up to the register. And I'm like, hey, how much do these cost? And she's like, two twenty four. And I'm like, oh, two forty four. See ya. <laughs> like, and then she was probably like, dude, this guy's an this guy's an idiot. Did we like, get? We got a beer in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. They were like small little cups. Yes. And I can't remember, dude. Honestly, I don't. remember. No, I don't remember. That's remember that's that. the problem. Yeah. At that point, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. The low point. For At sure. that point, yeah. we were five or six countries in. Like, but like in an hour. Yeah, yeah we ran through yeah. those countries. The second half, we definitely took our time. We had to. Yeah, we yeah. had to slow it yeah. down. But we caught ourselves. Every once in a while, we were like, yo, yo, we got to yeah. go. We got to go. We got to go. 30 minutes. Yep. So what was, um, what was after, after Japan? So after Japan, we hopped into Morocco for the facilities. Okay. So okay. We, we hit the facilities. Um, I, I would advise going to USA or any of the other literally uh, any other country for facilities because Morocco is a little brutal. Morocco, um, the country doesn't even have bathrooms yet. So for the, yeah. like, the the true country. So for this place to have bathrooms, I was pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was a little ugly. Um, and then after Morocco, Kidding, Francois. Yes, mm, that's right. Francois. That's right. Is it C? No, it's yeah, uh, C. S'il vous plaît? S'il vous plaît. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. With don't the know. Uh, LeBlanc 
beers. Yeah, yeah, dude, that guy was cool. The the mm-hmm. the bartender there was cool. Mm-hmm. So in France, I had to go. Like I said in the beginning, I had to go with the vino. Yeah, the other wine. Was Their Cabernet. wine list was so extensive. It was I mean, ridiculous. You had to go. Wine. Wait, there was Dom Perignon there too for there like forty five dollars a a drink. Yeah, was that the the matte black bottle too mm-hmm. in the back? It was Dom Perignon. It was hiding back there. Um. So I got yeah I got the the vino it was delicious that actually kind of reset me too because it wasn't you know, like I mean it was strong but it wasn't you know a beer I'm I'm a wine guy I'm not a wine connoisseur though so like I don't really know if it was a good wine it was good yeah I don't I'm not a wine drinker um, I'm sure that's been discussed in the podcast before um, so it was cool though I mean it was fun to, to be able to do that um, one thing that I really liked about France was that 1664 beer. Uh, who who got that with you? Uh, you and Jim, Jim yeah. got it too. Yep. Jim got it. Yeah. So it was a 1664. I would most relate it to a. So after after Morocco and Japan, we had facilities. I was able to a little come a little too in uh, yeah, France. Yeah, threw up. Uh, neither confirm nor deny that statement. You, you uh, actually can't because I was at. Let's just sorry to paint a picture here for you. I was at the urinal. He was in the stall, and all I heard were heaves. So yeah, you may not have thrown up, but you felt like you were gonna. The yeah. effort. Yeah, th- yeah. There was a lot yeah. of def- di- uh, different facilities that night where all you heard in the stalls was. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and it got yeah, it got bad. But uh, yeah, so France got the sixteen sixty four beer was banging, and then the final, no, the no, final no. stretch, the final stretch. Yeah, the home yeah, stretch. Yeah, the home stretch went to uh, international gateway. It's like the little bridge you go over and everything. Got a picture there. Check out the Instagram. Just posted that one yep. before the pod. And then my motherland, where the family's from, Great Britain, Fish and Chips, and the Suction Pub is what I call this place. It's it's like one of the only bars that is actually in drinks around the world. And we had a front row seat. Yeah, it's like a true English pub, which yeah. is really cool. Oh, yeah. we, we went to the phone booth. We went to the one of the phone booths, right? Yeah. Like the big yep. red. Yeah, yep. The, yep. that was cool. And then in the pub... Jimbo ordered a round of JMO shots. Oh God! Yeah, we did a round of JMO shots, and then I got a, uh, a Schmithwicks. A Sh- Schmithwicks. It's like a dark, like. Pour. <laughs> yeah. no, you, I didn't know you guys did a shot of JMO. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, the like, at the end, off. yeah, dude, like that's strong. Did anyone uh, eat fish and chips? Yeah, 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 yeah we, we all did. did. Thank God, that's so good. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, the fish and chips, especially was, there. Yeah, it was yeah. phenomenal, and it was right before the final country, Canada, which is a little weird to me that it's Canada. I don't know why. I don't know why. why I don't know why. And I like. I don't know why it starts in Mexico. But I like, agree. You end on Canada. Ends in Canada. I agree. Why do you I end agree. in Canada? It's a hmm. Maybe end with some margaritas in Mexico in paradise and start in the cold, you know, less nice weather of Canada. You know what? Maybe you just here's thought. Here's a just thought. thought. Here, here's a thought. Here quickly. Maybe Disney had an idea because if you take a look at the map, Canada mm-hmm. and Mexico almost like juxtapose each other on both sides. They're opposite of each other. I wonder if that's true north south. And if you think. America hmm. maybe at the midway point, and it is of, in the middle of the yes. map. If you look at it like a clock, so it's like Canada's north, America America's in the middle, in the middle. And Mexico's south. Like it might be the true like I know the other countries don't mix into this, but those two might be. Mm. It might be true north yeah. south on like an actual map. No, right. it's, it's your Disney saying, world. You know, there's a method they, to their madness. There is. Gotta be, there's sure. always a method to their be. madness. Yeah. So the coolest part of Canada was not only were the bars closing, so we had to get in quick, and the, the ladies helped us out there at the bar. They locked um, us in, dude. They locked. Yeah. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell them. Tell we them. Didn't have people. a choice. Yeah. So we snuck in, and again, you know, we were kind of talking silly at this point, and Bush. Pulls out some like rock paper scissor game to pick between a Molson and a Labatt. Yeah, yeah. And during this rock paper scissor game, I didn't get it at all. We all would we order two Molsons, two Labats. Mm-hmm. But then the fireworks were starting, and they basically were shut, shutting up shop, closing shop in the bar behind us. As we were grabbing our beers from the cash register, yeah. the doors locked. Yeah. So we're like, 
so I literally go, hey, we got locked in. And then she goes, yeah, you are. And I was like, ha uh, what? And then, and, like, and then they said, no, then they kept going. They were like, don't worry, you can stay the night. We have pajamas in the back. Yeah. Like, like Canadian flag pajamas. Yeah, they were dead serious. And then I was like, can you guys let us out? And they were like, yeah, I can let you out. Fireworks start in 30 seconds. Better get out there. In the same amount of time, she unlocked the door and opened it up. We took one step out, and the firework blew up oh, in the sky. It was literally prime time, you know, perfect timing. Um, and that was just through the fireworks. That's probably one of the best fireworks displays I've seen in a while. They had the blue, green, red lasers. It was a future theme. You heard the kids yeah. saying something about, welcome to the future. Yeah. And it was really cool. I like that a lot. And with Dude, the jet skis, too. The crazy, so I noticed, yes, yeah. the crazy part is, like, everybody's looking up in the sky, and they had these, like, almost like, you know, like, Chinese dragons, how they, like, drag... Um, you know, behind the really long, like, like they had a bunch of them, yeah. like laser dragons, like flying in the sky. I was like, how are they, how are they doing that? Well, if you look down in the water of uh, it's called Celebration Lake, I'm pretty sure. Celebration Lake, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in, sure. In the in the water there, they actually had these guys on jet skis, believe it or not, blacked out jet skis, dudes in all black. Mm-hmm. They were actually like parasailing these flying dragons through the water. They were. <laughs> Like around, and they were whipping behind. There's so there cool. like three or four of them, dude. It was really. Cool. They were literally just doing laps, and they were they reminded me of like stage crew, blackout, everything. Yeah. So you, you could barely you could make out their silhouette in the light of the fireworks in the water. You yeah. could just see them go by. It was really. They cool, may have been doing it for years. Like as a kid, I probably saw that and was like, "Oh my god, look at flying dragons!" But yeah. actually, yeah. there's something behind it. It was yeah. kind of cool to see. That. Once again, like Brett, like uh, Bryce mentioned, there's a method to all their madness. They mm-hmm. they have a plan for everything, man. It's it's a great great destination. So um, the last part about Epcot on the way out was our exit our exit after drinking around the world oh, for, yeah, for hours uh, I vaguely remember this we made a statement with our exit though for sure we on the way out I don't know if anybody's seen a TikTok yet with uh, with uh, TikTok's huge by the way please get on it I love mm-hmm. the app we'll talk about that probably yeah. later the boys don't like it I love it mm-hmm. Payphone by Maroon 5 mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> cut that oh uh, but anyway it's Payphone and when the beat drops they like everybody like sidesteps like back and forth. They could do this jumping motion. It's like a euro, and, and, yeah, yeah, it's like a euro step in basketball. But like four or five people do it all together. So we did it on the way out, and just the entire way from like when you exit Epcot, like as you leave the gate to the bus, which is like probably quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile, and, and a little bit more little on more. the way out mm-hmm. through all these families, and they were dying. Yeah. They thought it was hilarious. I mean, we yeah. were the biggest fools on the way out. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. and that's like my scene, dude. Like, yeah. Just being, being like, the clown. The, yeah, being the clown, you know, whatever. And I'm leading the pack, doing the Eurostep back and forth, back and forth. There's a small, low hanging sign, which to me is low hanging ripe fruit, and I <laughs> fake nailed my head on it as hard as I could, and every all the guys like. They, they knew me. They were like, oh, my God, dude, are you good? Are you good? But, like, they all knew I faked it. But nobody else knew I faked it. So, like, the people are walking up, and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is he hurt? Yeah, it was like a Billy Madison <laughs> when I, like, did it. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But, uh, well, it was bad for they thought it was, but uh, I was perfectly fine. We took um, the bus on the way back after that to uh, All-Star Sports. Uh, we were talking some NFL stuff. We talking free parking almost on the, on the yeah. bus. It was almost yeah. like a live show there on the bus. Everybody was kind of quiet. Like It was raining. They had a long day at the park. And we were like, you know what? Let's, yeah. let's throw And they little... shut the lights completely off on the completely buses. Completely off. So yeah. it's dark. It's, it's pitch black. black. So yeah. we're standing up because the bus is packed on the way back. And we're holding the rails. And uh, we just started some good conversation. I was like, you know, Bo, big Sunday. Like, who's what, what's your team? And these little kids behind us were like, oh, we're the Saints fans. And like started talking to them. Yeah. And then... We started some birds talk. Yep. Throughout a birds a birds chant. Yep. E A G L. A loud one. A loud one. A loud one. And these guys, I don't know if they were into that part. Yeah, they were. We warmed up to them for sure, though. At the end, like people were, they were. Yeah, we had we had the whole back of the bus at a minimum. I don't even know what we were saying. Everyone was looking at. 
us yeah. everyone yeah. yeah yeah and it was funny me and diva would be like slowly mumbling something to each other like in the back and we'd hear ham from all the way in the front like i didn't say that or, that's not true like it would yeah, like dude yeah, how yeah. does he hear us and yeah. then all the people around us thought that was hilarious in and of itself um so then you know we, we pull up to all-star sports we're on the bus it's pitch black and obviously the guy has to turn on the lights before we get off and I, when i tell you this was the brightest light the so brightest bright. white so led bright. light i've ever you know seen with my own eyes they flick it on and i literally just go and the whole bus was like they were like dying laughing it was so funny man and then we 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 get off the bus and somebody i heard somebody go the energy is just too much right now too much so i turn around and I, i and i I pull out my arm and I'm like, no, the energy's not bad at all. And I'm backing up and I just nail a guy <laughs> as hard as I can. That's right. Guy probably is like 60s. That's right. I felt, I felt bad. But I, I said, like, watch, watch, watch. And then you, you still just, hit him. Yeah, you boom, still right into the back of him, dude. What and, did you uh, do? You hit an old man? So the yeah. girl goes, the energy's not, the energy's just too much. So I turned around walking backwards. Yeah, to like answer the call and say, oh, like, it's not enough. Like, it's not enough. And as he walked like back, your elbow? Or just your whole just body? Just my whole body. Like, yeah. Two, two, just oh, boom geez. right into him and then Dee was like did you say sorry and I was like dude we gotta go get pizza like we gotta get out of here man like <laughs> we gotta get out of here so what we do we went to the lobby bar the all-star sports and had a pizza and a couple more beers yes, we did. caught the end of the game caught the end of the game yeah, yeah. man and Lamar yes, Jackson is still the best yes he is big trucks <laughs> then we uh, <laughs> stayed up till probably one in the morning uh, at all-star sports talking free parking which was cool that yeah was, that, was, that was nice and then uh, yeah man Made our way back. Now, made, now I'm depressed. <laughs> that was so much fun. No, yeah. no, dude. Every day is the next best day. Yeah. Man. Like today yeah. was an awesome day. Like yeah. I, not that I forgot about Disney, but like, dude, today was freaking awesome. It's, yeah. it's not even over yet. We still got a whole night ahead of us. Oh, and then tomorrow, we, I don't think it's halfway it done. Right even, now. It, dude, it's like me waking up in the morning. I'm gonna yeah. get a shower after this, and we're gonna head back out. And yep. uh, but just all of that, the first night, it really set the yeah, bar. Really yeah. set the bar. Yeah, it, set, sure, it so. definitely set the bar. And Dave, you made a good point. Like we paid for the Epcot tickets, and then we paid for all the drinks. Yeah, that was the most expensive cover we've ever paid. All the way in, Ham and Ham's and I were talking about it, and uh, I said, this is the most expensive cover I've ever paid at a bar. <laughs> it, was, it was 100 bucks for the Epcot tickets, and then we paid for all the drinks. I mean, honestly, though, it, it, was, it was perfect. Worth it. It was, it was worth every penny, man. Like yeah. you never know when you're going to do that again. So a little plug: we're gonna we recorded actually a, a little segment at each individual spot of our drinks. Uh, no matter who was in the video, uh, not a full on beer review, but just a little bit about you know what we got, and uh, we're gonna post them at a later date. Um, maybe like a highlight clip of the whole Epcot video, but then you know individually on our Instagram of just like little plugs of hey, this was the Qingdao beer, yeah. or this was uh, the Vino or the Peroni. Mm-hmm. So um, be able to look up for that. But uh, fantastic time, Bush. Awesome idea. Thanks for uh, thanks for showing us your uh, your trip around the world. Thanks you got it, man. Out. You got it. Bryce, it was great to have you with us. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's get into today um, and, and a little bit more. But Bryce flew in this morning. So when we left Disney, we picked Bryce up on the way We home. drove an hour and ten minutes back from Disney World today. Um, we scooped up Bryce. Yes, sir. At the Tampa International Airport I mean, on the way. I was actually sitting outside. On the uh, economy, whatever it is, doing, yep. thumb and I, out. I have my thumb out. They just happened to roll up. <laughs> Not only that, they had knocking boots playing on the stereo as I walked in. Like, they had it all Bryce's favorite song. If you want to get Bryce going, it is "Knocking Boots" by Luke Bryan. It's the kid's favorite song, and I had to have that loaded up on Spotify. I don't know what we had on before then, but I knew I had to search that on the way in, texting and driving, just yep. swerving through, <laughs> swerving through arrivals at Tampa International. But I had to play on "Knocking Boots," and as soon as he opened that passenger door. Ripped play, volume oh. all the way up. Yeah. 
I was already so hyped, man. Give it to me. Give it to me. This truck needs a half tank. These wheels need a two-lane. That radio needs three songs to play. Give me downtown to you. Yep. That's good. That's good. That's good. We've been a quartet. That's like a quartet. Maybe. A barbershop quartet. I mean, for that being the first time, a little work. Yeah, that was good. So anyway, we got back. The boys helped us unload all the boxes because, honestly, the movers dropped the boxes. We flew right to Disney. Placed right in your living room. Just Placed right in the living room. And we ripped through them. We ripped through all the boxes. Furniture built. Uh, Bryce played foreman while Jimmy made his dresser from Ikea, which Jimmy, I had That's an awesome idea. That's there. <laughs> he definitely played foreman just having a beer in hand, just pointing and <laughs> looking at the directions. At one point, Jimmy goes, I need a union break. <laughs> he gets up, walks out. I was out. like, you're right. You deserve a cigarette. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, so we uh, unloaded the place, set up the studio, and this is honestly the coolest setup. I mean, if you're listening to this on Spotify or uh, Apple Music, take a look at some videos that we're going to post because this is the sickest setup we've ever built. Um, during this whole like unboxing process, I walk out of my bedroom and Hammonds is like, hey man, listen, I got a little early birthday housewarming present for you. Mm-hmm. Take something out of his backpack. I have no idea what it is. It's going to be a, you know, like a, a sticker or a coffee mug. And he pulls out a Pittsburgh Steelers helmet. And yeah. my reaction like was so genuine of yeah. just like the coolest present I've ever gotten, which I've gotten a ton of cool ones before. But I just didn't expect it at all. And here it is now sitting in front of me. I will be wearing this. I want to say every Sunday, but like every day. Yeah, oh, every day. Yeah. I kind of hit like three events in one, so it kind yeah. of worked out. Christmas, birthday, yes. moving gift, yes. yep, housewarming yes. gift. You know, so yes. it, dude, the way it, it it worked out perfectly. Dude, it is. It's, and uh, it's just beautiful. just a little a tip for everyone: you don't have to put that in a checked bag. You can bring it in a carry on. So I just put it in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, this guy and flew it down. He flew a football it helmet. Yeah, the he's... only thing in my backpack. So. <laughs> Yeah, you don't man. know that. You don't know. Like, can I bring a helmet onto an airplane? Oh, I, I made the call, I, and I, I made sure. Think, yeah, right. I would think that almost would say no for some you, reason. Dude, like, I mean, that's a weapon. Know. Look at look at, look at uh, Miles Garrett. Ooh, that is a weapon. It is. It's a yeah. weapon. Yeah. TSA has to look at the, the NFL recently, because that is a weapon. Mason Rudolph will go and tell you. You you dude. never know what these airlines Literally, made this call, helmet. So. Literally, it's this helmet is a weapon. The same helmet. The same helmet. It's the same helmet. But, dude, I'm happy you enjoy it. Dude, I had you. You have to go big with the gifts, man. You gotta, dude. Yep. Gift gotta. giving, honestly, this is season. Gift giving, so much better than gift getting. Well, actually, this gift getting was awesome, but <laughs> gift giving is so much better. And um, Bush and I have a special surprise for everybody, which we keep hinting at, but dude, uh, they don't know yet. So. Dude, I, they're gonna love this. It. The worst. You know, you know, it's messed up. You guys are the worst. It, up, it like, might be. It might. They might come a little late. It might come a little late. You know what? I just don't want to know. Now we know it's an object. So, so we think it was a person. I just don't want to know it anymore. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is right now. I'll tell you what it is right now. None of our business. It's something you'll find out about (laughs) when you get it. You are the worst type of person. Smooth, buddy. Yeah, so uh, anyway, those are... um, They broke... Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. They broke the bank account of free parking. That's how that's we how we fished into that. So is mead. that a good thing? Or Are they going to make us money? That's <laughs> a, it's, it's a it's a it's a ask me. Ask yeah, me. Ask me. I don't know. It's yeah. a thing. It's already we'll been go going. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 okay. Mead's our money, guys. So can't talk wait, to guys. him about that one. Cool. So uh, yeah, we'll be reporting back. You'll see some stuff uh, about the lightning game probably on the next podcast. We'll talk about it. Um, you know, because it'll be obviously post this. But um, you want to get into some sports talk? You want to get into some? Yeah, nitty gritty. I mean, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that part. But uh, let's get into some 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 hot topics. And I think the hot button items recently 
Um, even though it's not the season, there's a ton of other stuff going on. We've been heated right now uh, a little bit about the baseball signings. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a sport that we, we jump at, for sure, right? I mean, it's, it's I worse. I don't think anyone does, right? No, none of us do. Not in this day. But for the offseason, yeah. a couple topics to talk about is Garrett Cole signing mm-hmm. with the Yankees, Steven Trosberg on his way back to the Nationals, and then our Phillies signing D.D. Gregorius. D.D. So um, a couple cool ones. The one I want to talk about, dude, Cole. Yeah. Hems, you have the numbers on him? Arguably the best pitcher in baseball. He agreed to a nine-year, $324 million year, million-dollar deal with the Yankees. I saw once that that Cole will make $75,000 a day, a day until the end of his contract. That is more than I'm pretty sure all of us a make salary. in a, a year, dude. Like, Yeah, dude. $75,000 a day is a pretty big... Damn good yeah. job. And I think, like, they did his averages from last season. It's like a grand per pitch. Yeah. Like, what? literally something crazy like that. Yep. Like, a grand a pitch. Yeah. Dude. Like, 100 or whatever. Just like, Can, and it's all guaranteed in baseball, correct? It is. So mm-hmm. he's getting $390 million. He blows out his shirt. A third of a guaranteed? I thought baseball was full. I don't know. I don't think it's full. I thought it was too. Is it really? I thought baseball was. You ink that paper, you will get your money. Oh, it is. You know why? Because what is that? What's that one guy on. Was it the Mets or Yankees? The guy who's oh, still yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to this day. Bobby yeah. Benilla. It's yeah. Bobby Benilla. Right. Every July, like July 6th, like, around his birthday, it's, it's called right? the Bobby Benilla Day. And the right. guy makes like $2.4 million every mm-hmm. July. He hasn't played since like 98. Because he signed what? An ex an ex A ridiculous contract. Yeah. I don't know why he even left. I mean, we were, we were four years old at the time. But he left, he left the league. And yeah. So Cole, though, my, my take on Cole's stuff is, yes, he is the best pitcher in baseball right now. Right now. Right now. But the deal with his length. He's a pitcher it's, for nine years. It's long. Yeah, and I, crazy. I, like, I know, you know, we're, we're kind of like playing favorites here with the Harper deal, um, which is the number one deal in baseball. You know, currently Cole is the second best, biggest deal in baseball right now. I just don't know that play uh, pitchers stick around long enough like players do. I don't know if they right. age as good as players do. Right. Um, the, the exception to the rule, I think, right now is Verlander. Where Verlander's, you know, been doing the same stuff for a long time. He's almost like a fine wine, getting right. better with age. Right. Um, but with Cole, I just think it's a, such a, you know, injury. It's injury prone position. Right. It's a hot and cold position. He gets in his head, you know, one year, and it's a downward spiral, right? Like who was the guy? Uh, Matt Harvey. He was the best right. pitcher in exactly. baseball. Yeah, exactly. Very could well have happened to him too. So I don't know if I have the the track record on Cole yet to give him right. that kind of money. But that's free agency, and that's the Yankees. And how they many can, years can, has he been in the league so far? I don't know, and I don't. It's been like quite a few years, I'm pretty sure. But like he's I'm been hot six. recently, right? Exactly. So yes. you all of a sudden get hot, and you figure it out, and that's great, and you deserve a contract for that. But can you carry that out for nine years? Nine years? No. I mean, the the chances are he doesn't. I rather like, have the percentage can't be. I rather six have years hard. so far. He's played. He's been in the league for six years. Six years, mm-hmm. right? And then he yeah. finally figures it out, and you're going to tell me he's just going to stick with that. But she had, I mean, he was phenomenal last year. Right. But is he, for nine years? You would think that this could potentially crazy. be that's his crazy. last contract. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I no? mean, I would have given him five years for sure. Yeah. I mean, if the Phillies got it for nine years, I'd be happy right now. Yeah. But still, yeah. nine years, yeah. man. Right. A, another huge deal was uh, Strasburg. Stay and yeah. put. Yeah. Stay put with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one fell before the Cole deal. Strasburg hits with the Nationals. Uh, another mega deal. Seven year. 245 mil. 245 mil. Pretty pretty decent check there. Mm-hmm. Strasburg, 
this is a guy that I think out of um, you know while we were growing up playing the game, Bryce, I remember you and I vividly talking about Stroudsburg getting right. drafted. This was like a you know him I, and Harper, him and Harper getting drafted. Yeah, and Harper too. With like the remember the There's home run derby, like, him hit, hitting onto a bombs. highway when he's like yeah, 15. yeah, yeah. But Stroudsburg was a guy who threw absolute gas. Um, I mean, I don't have to do the backstory on him. Um, but the injuries really scare me on right. this deal too. Yeah. I don't know if I'm being pessimistic. If the Phillies sign either of these guys, I probably would be coming right. up here with a right. different story. Um, different. <laughs> I'm a snake, dude. I'm a snake. Different story. A different story. But I actually wonder because what we just talked about. They pick up Strasburg. They draft Strasburg and Harper, and they're the two big pieces. They're yeah. supposed to be there for years, and they already lost Harper. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that, like, we can't let Strasburg go either. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. That gave him a little more push. True. Like, we got to lock this Because he's up. every jersey in the stands right now because all the Harper ones right. are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's um, like, if you, you, you lose those two guys and they're just not on your team anymore and you suck for the next 10 years, then you look like, yeah, jackass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the one thing that comes to my mind when I think of old pitchers is a guy on the Phillies, Jamie Moyer. Um, yeah. That guy was in the league to what? He was 45 or yeah. something, yeah. almost 50 incredible. years old. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? I mean, like, you can be old in the league, and yeah, Jamie Warren was throwing 80 tops, but, like, he was getting people out. And, like, who knows, man? Nine years from now, this guy might be yeah. might turn into something like that. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, are, are Phillies with an acquisition? Another yes. Yankee mm-hmm. affiliate. Yes, the Phils lock up uh, Didi Gregorius. For one year, but um, he's a fan favorite with uh, with the Yanks, and I like them too playing in New York. Uh, fun little uh, what middle infielder? Yep, he was shortstop for Yankees. Okay, right? yeah, yep. Which uh, Segura already said he would be willing to play third base if we don't get a third baseman. No, because we don't have one. Which would be ideal if we get someone like Chris Bryant. There's there's talks about that obviously, but if Segura is on third, that's already an upgrade from Franco, who decides to hit 200. He was he actually was hitting under 200. Because he would have a hot streak of like 400, and then for the rest of the season he would hit like 150, and that that was pissing me off for sure. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. Right. Well, but uh, Phillies are trying their best, man. They're I, really putting pieces together, I trying like different D-D. things. I definitely like D. D. New manager. Game was that D. D. That hit that grand slam that you all said grand a slam. Lot of clutch home runs. He really did. He's right. a stud. A lot of clutch hits. Dude, yeah. the Phillies really are trying hard, man. Yeah. And they really are. Looking at it and thinking about it in my head, dude, they are trying so hard. They're, they're trying to win now so bad. I don't know if uh, people really realized this last year because uh, it kind of got thrown under the bus after the whole season went on. Everyone's like, Harper, Harper. McCushion got hurt. Yes. When he got hurt, I think we were in first place. Morale, yeah, yeah morale and was he low. he was a huge locker room guy. He was great. I mean, he was just he was hitting home runs, lead off every yeah. once in a while. He was just doing his thing. In the he second base. We get him back. No, we get Dee Dee. Center field. And then Jim just actually noted to me that I just remembered too. We got Wheeler, the pitcher from the Mets. Yes, another arm, which True. I think we need another starting pitcher. To be we honest, we do. We do. We need three. That's, just that's like just like scary. That, just like in like the 08, 09, 10 right. era, right? We need, we need right. three, and, and I think this year we saw that you know pitching wins. Oh yeah, championships in the playoffs. We, we didn't have it all. So if we got to the offs, I don't think it was it was kind of there. Um, the funny part about Wheeler, when I saw the notification come through, or I think me texting the group chat, he goes, Philly got Wheeler. Philly got Blake Wheeler. Right? Is his name Blake? Blake? No, it's not. I don't think it's Blake. No, okay. It's Chris. Zach, Zach. Zach Wheeler. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Philly's got Wheeler. I immediately thought of Blake Wheeler from yeah, the Winnipeg Jets, which yeah. would have been a huge acquisition for the Flyers. <laughs> um, but it ended up being this guy, Zach Wheeler, which I, honestly, I, I, I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm a baseball fan, but I'm not that close. No, in this so, middle of hockey, the Flyers are doing right, finally right, great. Right, for the right. So for them to acquire a piece like Blake Wheeler, who's like the captain <laughs> of like the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, he's pretty sick, nasty. Um, anyway, 
Dude. Baseball talk on the free parking podcast. Yeah, baseball Ooh. talk. In the no, let me be, in the let, me be, let me be completely honest with you guys right now. Give me so, chills. You know, so you guys were saying like Gregorius and, and Strasburg. Like you guys were saying all these last names in the group chat. And you guys were saying Cole. I, dude, I'm not familiar with baseball at all. So you guys were saying Cole this whole time. Whole time I'm thinking, oh, dude, the Phillies are, the Phillies are trying to go after Cole Hamels again. Nice. Like I was like, I was like, why are they referring to Cole? Everybody else by his last name, <laughs> and they were calling Cole Hamels Cole. Like the whole time in the group Cole chat. Hamels. That's why, dude, I never responded to baseball talk. I'm that just like, so ah, Cole Hamels, nice. Yeah, anyway, back team. to work. <laughs> he's on the team, so we know. That's yeah, Cole, yeah, yeah, Cole. yeah. Cole signs for the Yankees with 330 million. Well, that seems like a lot. I mean, the guy's kind of on his way out. <laughs> yeah, 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 nine yeah. years. I mean, he was I good for us a while back, but like I was like 36 already. Sounds alright to me. Whatever. Um, yeah. So man. why don't we put it back in our wheelhouse? Why don't we, why don't we go into NFL football? NFL football. NFL football. Um, the league's doing its thing, but a couple of things on the side that have popped up recently. Um, a guy that formerly wore this helmet in front of me. Antonio Brown's like a roller coaster, man. The guy is an absolute roller coaster. He is up and down. He's in and out. He is... Insane, clinically insane. The one day he like he tried to reel it back in for a bit there, like a week or two ago, posted an apology. One know, tweet, sa- one tweet. It was a long paragraph for sure. It seemed like he reeled it back in. Yep, that he was you know he, he made a mistake. I want to change. I want to be on a football team. This is what I love to do. This is what I do for my family. The next day. The next day. The next day. He forgot to take his meds. He blew up again. I don't know. He blew up. Yeah. It Rumor was, it has was it that teams are interested too, and yeah, you showed me today. Twenty teams are still in the hunt—not in the hunt, but like you know, flirting with the idea of yeah, signing Antonio Brown. You, you have to. His be. talent is out, it, of, this out of this it world. Really is. It's, so, so is his brain. So is his it mind. Is. Right, exactly. Uh, he is <laughs> a space cadet. That's right the now. issue. <laughs> Do you think it was that Vontez perfect hit? No, that hit definitely did not help. It did not. True. He it, went. He went numb for a couple minutes. Absolutely, his head. Lack of oxygen to the brain. And, I dude, don't know, man. You, you never know. I, th- I mean, no, he was probably like that the whole time. It's yeah. just things were going well. Yeah, you know, true. Big Ben, Le'Veon, him, they are you know, doing their own thing. And then he finally switches teams. He gets, he gets paid, all scenery, this stuff happens. Bunch of mo- yeah, exactly. All this the domestic is- dispute, whatever yeah. going on with yeah. that. And now him and his current girl are having issues. Right, exactly. Like, that's all over the internet, too. Dude, it's just... Yeah. When, it's, when that piles up, even if you're sane, sometimes they get you going True, little, true. Disaster all around, really. Um, I, I would like to see him back in the league. I think he, he's good for the league in the sense of talent-wise and selling money or you know selling tickets and all that stuff. But take, take your personal life out of it. Phenomenal man. athlete, too. Just, I mean... It's, it's really, it really is a shame. Don't tell me it's what's sad. on your mind twenty four seven. Like, look at look at Russell Wilson. Look at these big time players who are just as big as Antonio Brown is. You, you don't hear a peep from him, dude. You don't hear a peep from him. Or if you hear a peep from him, it's like the good stuff. Like JJ Watt is huge yeah. in the media, right? He's huge on social. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I'm at my foundation thing, or I'm here with my family, like yes. visiting a hospital, like right. that right. cool stuff. Do you want to win a Ford Raptor? And meet me and get a hundred thousand dollars. Right, Donate right. to the JJ Watt Foundation. No free ads, right, um, dude? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, I, and I agree. And you know, along with football talk and everything, I think it we'd be silly not to talk about Lamar Jackson. I'm done talking about AB, dude. Dude, we yeah, talk about Lamar sure. Jackson on every single podcast. Every single the one. last, the last three or four have been Lamar heavy, and the fifth. Fourth or fifth now will be Lamar heavy again, dude. He keeps it's making just... so many plays that we keep featuring him on our Monday post. Yeah, yeah he's, he's our he's, Monday. He's, he's the Monday. It's like Monday Lamar. Monday yeah. Lamar. Dude. Juking, stiff arming someone yeah. again and again. 
And again, and he again. just passed Michael Vick for the most rushing yards, single season rushing yards. He just passed Tom Brady's all time rushing yard statistics. He has like eleven hundred. Brady has a thousand. He passed him. Brady also tweeted out, "I don't know, man." I, yeah, this this Brady tweet yeah. was weird. Brady tweeted out something about like um, who who would uh, me versus Lamar Jackson on roller skates on grass. Who would pay for the pay per view? Strange. We know that you're slow, dude, but maybe it's, it's hinting at the end for him and yeah. he knows it. It's just so yeah. weird. From like a team like from a team from Belichick to him that I feel like for so long they were out of the media, out of the spotlight, and then for Brady to be like on Twitter during the season, like doesn't I think doesn't Braun like cut out one of the some of the like yeah, high profile players cut LeBron. out. Like I mean he's on IG a little bit, but like some of the high profile players like cut out during in season. Yeah. And for a guy like Tom Brady, I mean the GOAT, right? We we all like yeah, absolutely go, unanimous. Yeah. To go on Twitter mid season, like watching Thursday Night Football and tweet something like that silly, degrading himself, I almost feel like he was not, no pun intended, scapegoating himself and the Pats right now as like, Hey, don't look at our team, we're not the best in the AFC, but like my buddy Lamar, he's he's real fast. Like, yeah. just good a job, weird, yeah. corny dad joke. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a typical dad joke. I think it's a great way to put it. And Deves, like you said earlier, man, Brady is on his way out. And I think this was just like one of those little like, ah, yeah, like let me say something real funny. But like, it meant it nothing. All. It meant nothing. It didn't hit at all. It's not going to happen. I would pay for the pay per view. But I just, I just, I don't know. I, I agree with everybody. Roller here. skates on grass, like it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. and if the, and Brady probably wants to do it in season, so Lamar rolls his ankle and they can win right. the AFC championship. Right. Like it's just right. Yeah, it's, it's the stupidest thing. Wait, yeah. you understood that he just wanted Lamar on skates, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, him right. Yeah. So stupid. Like, yeah, it's, have it's, you ever heard that before? It's stupid. Mm, or is stupid. it some? Is it some jealousy coming out of Brady because he sees the Ravens are taking the spotlight? Yeah, and he like wants around like coattails or something. It, it, I don't. Know. Yeah, weird. It's, to it's say very that. strange. Yeah. Very strange. But um, shifting gears to another NFL team and another player making some noise. Uh, the Giants cut Janoris Jenkins. Yes. But the the situation itself, it's very strange. Two days ago, Janoris Jenkins replied to a fan, and the organization was not happy about it, and. Uh, he didn't apologize, and basically they, they caught him because of the tweet. And they were having issues before that. They were having issues before that. Like, that is the end, I'll be able to. They were having issues before that. I think Jenkins even said that he wasn't going to resign with them. He was, You said he was tweeting during practice? Yeah, and he, he mentioned when he was cut, uh, the best news ever this morning. And then three hours later, he thanked the organization for everything that the Giants had done for him. So whether it was the signing disputes or the, the, the obviously the – um, insensitive tweets. Bryce, what's the real reason that Darius Jenkins got oh, cut? Right, so uh, in the second half of the Eagles game on uh, Monday night yep. when they were playing the Giants, uh, Boston Scott came in, one of our practice squad guys, because we're depleted again with injuries. And Naturally. nice little swing pass, which he had multiple nice plays that night. And uh, he he broke his ankles. <laughs> A practice Jenkins, squad guy. Janoris Jenkins went flying out of the frame. Boston yes. Scott... Went up the field for 15 yards, and it was funny because I saw a tweet of it. Like they added the gift to him getting cut, and they were like, "Wow, he, Boston Scott is out here getting people fired." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. The D coordinator walked in the, walked in on Tuesday because it was a Monday night game on Tuesday. Watched the film, and he was like, "Coach, he's got to go tomorrow." Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Absolutely. Well, just kind of taking a look at the big picture. Social media is having such an impact on these players and organizations. Right. I mean, we talked about Let's Antonio run through Brown, the right? list. Let's run through the list. Antonio Brown, like you were just yeah. saying, A B. Who? I mean. Janoris Jenkins. Uh, there was like three other guys. Of course, I'm drawing a blank right now. See, yeah, as yeah. we're talking about, like just top, you know, just speaking out loud here. Social media can also have the opposite effect on players. 
for me, Lamar Jackson is a guy who where social media is having the opposite effect um, on him, where I'm, I'm liking him more. Similar to like our, our podcast, right? Like people, yeah. people will deny social media and say it's, you know, like I guess the older generation, right? Boomers, quote unquote, will say right. social media isn't a positive thing. Why are you on your phone? I'm on my phone to like create something, to make something, to share my opinion and thoughts. And, you know, if people like that, great. If they don't like it, great. But I'm not saying anything insensitive. So for people like Antonio Brown, Janoris Jenkins, et cetera, et cetera, to put like <coughs> negative connotation on social, it's a bad thing. For Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram to come out here every week and say, big trust, like, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or for guys like JJ or TJ Watt to put up cool things about like their foundations, like, that's awesome. Yep. So social media is like a double edged sword where like internet technology, regardless, can make or break a person, it's a tool that you can use the right or wrong way. Yeah, and then right. when you use it the wrong way, it's going to enter your demise, whether you're a 24-year-old podcaster or you're a 28-year-old multi-million dollar athlete. It's showing true colors. Yeah. At least what it seems like, you know? It, it shows your true colors. Absolutely. It shows your true colors. Yeah. It's almost an extension of, of, of who you are. It's almost like, you know, uh, what they say, uh, they say alcohol is like a, a truth serum. It's almost like that. Where, you know, it, it makes you talk right. the truth. Or it shows what you are, like, day in, day out, not on, like, the big screen camera. Right, I think it's drunk words or sober thoughts. Drunk words or sober thoughts. Like, Thank stuff you. stuff you yeah. wouldn't want to say. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. And they say more but often it's not. so true. It's our whole generation. It, mm-hmm. There's so much with the technology nowadays that you can take it one way. It's positive or negative energy, yeah. man. Yeah. And I'm just glad I'm part of the FPP squad that yeah. we're hopefully giving positive energy to everyone yes. throughout this yeah. network. Yeah, but love that. Love that. Good you know and bad I mean? are both there if you want to find them. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. Glass half full or half empty. Like, take your pick. Yep. And we're, we're taking the high road. So It's there, so. Yeah, so let's, uh, you know, spin away from NFL real quick and uh, get into our guests that we have coming on today. Actually, wait. Flyers real quick. Can I talk about the Flyers? Yeah, of course. The Go Flyers ahead. are hot right now. They are, dude. Yeah. We've, kept, we've kept hockey away for a bit. The Flyers are yeah. hot right now. Yep. They are 6-1-1 one one in their last eight at the time of this recording, right? 6-1-1, one one, I believe. They faced off against Colorado Avalanche the other night uh, and lost um, fluke. It was a fluke game. Fluke. It was a fluke game for sure. Fluke. The Avalanche are hot too. They were ranked by NBC Sports. Uh, I don't know if you know Keith Jones. He works for them. He was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, Keith Jones. You ever heard of him? Yeah, Jonesy. I've heard of him. Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah. Jonesy. He was on NBC, NBC Sports. Anyway, yeah, NBC right. Sports ranked the Flyers as the fourth overall team in the power rankings recently. Um, fourth overall in the league? In the league, dude. Snap. Wow. Hey, in, hey, in, hey. In the hey. league. So the Flyers are seeming hot right now, but we're having <laughs> some um, some injury issues. And, and one um, story that you don't wish upon anybody um, – Came out today with um, Oscar Lindblom, who's a young star for the Flyers. They uh, they drafted this guy. He's been um, climbing up the ranks and finally coming into his own this season on probably one of the best lines in hockey with Sean Couturier. He's the leading goal scorer on the Flyers. Sean Couturier, uh, Oscar Lindblom, and Travis Konechny, a hotline. Um, news came out today that Oscar Lindblom was diagnosed with um, sarcoma, a rare form of bone cancer, and will uh, immediately forego treatment. Uh, I think next week they said... Um, uh, it's and we won't play the rest of the season at least. So um, our thoughts and prayers are with Oscar. Obviously, in this time, I mean, he's become a fan favorite here in Philly, um, on and off the ice. I, I, all I see today in in the tweets is that he's an outstanding guy. Um, and uh, yeah, so thoughts and prayers with him. Um, and uh, you know, we'll hopefully, we're all we're looking for and rooting for is good news here moving forward with Oscar and his fight. But the other one, true, uh, Travis connecting. He, uh, he got a concussion a couple weeks ago, or a couple days, a couple games ago, um, against a big hit against the Senators. Um, feisty game, feisty game for sure. Um, that was a game that uh, Kachuk at the end there gave a shot to 
Uh, Scott Lawton. I don't know if you've ever watched, but it was a chippy game throughout. And we play the Senators here very soon at home. I believe like the 17th or something here in Philly. So if you guys can, attend that game because um, it's going to be feisty. Be yeah, there. absolutely. So actually that uh, Kachuk or Tachuk or whatever his name is, I was at the game. Oh, that's right. That's right. So they play away. I'm sorry. They play yeah, away. Yeah, Deeves. They – all right. So that was like one of the – that game was chippy from the first from period. From the first period. Yeah, right. So I think there was a big fight that happened with uh, Jake Voracek fought. Jake Voracek fought. Deeves, boys, I've never heard the Wells Fargo Center no. that loud. I've never heard it that loud. Now, granted, you guys were there at playoffs. I was never there for playoffs. Yeah, it's dude, it was, <laughs> it was, dude. My insides were shaking. Like it right. felt NFC Championship Eagles Vikings when we scored our thirty eighth point in Whoa, that game, chill, dude. Chill. Bryce, I, I'm chill. not kidding, boys. I'm not kidding. Chill. I was down, <laughs> down in the Zamboni Tunnel. Okay. I was I was I was oh, yeah, at the all the reverberations. I was I was on ice basically hearing feeling it, dude. It was so loud and everyone's like elbowing each other, like, dude, do you hear them right now? For the like, fight. Wow. For the fight. It was it dude, it was primetime flyers, bullies so, hot. So later on in the game, to just paint the whole picture, um Travis Connecting takes a hit up high, goes down hard, um, obviously re- receives the injury on that play. Feistiness continues. Scott Lawton scores the game-winning goal, which I don't know if you... If we, Jim, did we talk about this on a previous podcast that we peed next to Scott Lawton? Did we talk about that? We never did. <laughs> Do tell. Did we ever talk about that? I think we did, actually, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to tell again. I think you, but, Halloween night. It was a Halloween night. The, the 30th. It was, it was like Halloween week or whatever. We were out in Philly. We saw the Flyers game, and then we popped to a bar in Center City afterwards. We go upstairs... We get in the we go in the bathroom. Really smart man. <laughs> Jim and I are just taking a piss. Jim finishes first. I'm there at the urinal. We walk in. Some guy walks up next to me. What'd you say? It was a urinal and a one bathroom stall. Stall. Yeah. And I was, I was yeah, waiting. That's right. that's right. And a guy walked in. I looked to my left. Did a little double take. Scott Lawton. <laughs> Very humble. Yep. <laughs> and then Deaver turns around mid piss. What did you say? Scott Lawton? No, no, I said, Lawton? No, 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 I said, I said, yes. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! As I'm like, I'm like kind of buzzed. I'm like, oh my god! I can't believe just, this is out. Just happening. missing the urinal, just all over the yeah. wall. Just, just totally fangirl with your dick in your hand. I should just turn around his face, and I was like, oh my god! You know, you just turned totally like straight up. He was in a sling. We broke the injury report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah, so he got injured that night. So basically, we had the hot tip. You know, we we broke that news. He he was out. He told us in person. Scott Lawton told us right. in person. He's like, yeah, I'll be out for three to four weeks. You know, yeah, and. Uh, we you know wish him the best and anyway, this game <laughs> scores the game winning goal. Our boy, our our, our bathroom stall boy, as he um, skates off the ice to high five. You know they they do knuckle touches um, with the team down the bench. He goes to the Ottawa bench and gives a little like I don't know what he said, dude. Definitely was like F- you guys something like that for sure. Gives yep. tr- gives him a chirp which like isn't cordial. Like that's 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 yeah. fight words for yeah. sure. Yeah. Later in the game, Scott Lawton, 23 seconds left. Senators pull their goalie. They have a chance to score. Kachuk, um, who comes from a very feisty family in general, um, you know, his dad played in the league for the longest time, was uh, a, r- a roughneck in the league. He cross-checks him in the back at center ice, just blatant blindside, and then pounces on him. Uh, did Kachuk get games? No, he got the max fine. Kachuk got the max fine. Uh, Which is? Fighting suit, uh, 2500 bucks. That's the that's the max I know, fine. I know. Do it every game. It. I thought he got spending a game. A game, maybe. A game. I a game in twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. Dude, 
He, oh, that, you he know what that is? Him on the ground. You know what that is? I know the listeners can't see this, but the YouTubers when they're watching this will. It's literally this. It's a slap on the wrist. It's a slap on the wrist. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not. It's ridiculous. No. So anyway, uh, the next time they play, which is later on this month, will be a good one to watch. So make sure I'll you put go that on the ice and fight him. Dude, that's that how was, I, dude, that's that how I felt. That's how I felt dude, after he, that. He pushed him down, and the dude is on his stomach, yeah. face down on yeah. the ice, yeah. and decides to keep hitting him. Yeah, like what is that? Yeah. At, totally, at totally the end jump. of the game, thirty seconds left. You're down by two goals, or I guess they're down by one. Possibly. Sore loser, yeah. man. Right. Like, you know what it is, honestly. It's entertainment, and it's and cool. That's it was, what sells tickets, dude. It, I it enjoy was, that it. game. Was that player? Who, who's the player? Trade Kachuk. 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 So he wants to sell tickets, and no, no he no. doesn't. But that's the that's the old fashioned game, man. Like that's people don't. This people like the what quick I'm game. saying. All I'm saying is that his motive wasn't I want to sell tickets. No, his motive no, was I'm a right. scumbag, so I do this. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Now, now, yeah. Could he, now, I I get the motive. I get the motives though. I don't think it was a scumbag move. The way he did it was his wires got crossed, as as people say, right? Like uh, his wires got crossed. He kind of went like camera, great right? white shark, like rolled the back of his head, just like went berserk. The right way to do it, like <laughs> Scott Law went by your bench and was like, F- "You boys, we just scored the game winner. Try to beat us." Yeah, that's gotta get you pissed off. I understand that why he did it, right. how he did it though. I mean, I Lawton get it. blindside cross check in the lower back. Right. Your pads aren't. Yeah. Lawton falls down obviously, and then pouncing on top. That's right. not the right play. Exactly. But say, hey, square up. Let's go. That was bullshit. Right. I'm cool with that. I mean, his, his he never even looked him in the eyes. No, Long, no, that's the whole no. problem. His it was so squirmy. Was to him. Yeah, it was so yeah. squirmy. How about you take the puck and score a goal for your team instead so of squirmy. just trying to do that? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, agree. So bottom line with the Flyers, though, um, a, a couple crushing blows. Um, but the team is very hot right now. Let's see how they respond going into yeah. uh, the love movie, it though. They're the, looking good. The this Christmas year so they're looking great. Way so better than the past few years, and it's great. It, yeah. it totally and changing this. To talk about his crowd situation as well. The reason why it's so loud, too, I think, is because of that. The fans are seeing that. Yeah. And the past few years, man, they've been up and down. They've yeah. had ten game losing streaks to start the season. Mm-hmm. And so I think so many season ticket holders are like, finally, man, the Flyers are back. Yeah. So they're actually in the stadium. Rather than selling those tickets, and that's why, because I can even see it when I'm watching TV. Yeah, you see a, like a goal scored in the third period to break a tie. You see them all freaking yeah. out, standing. I can, literally, I can literally see it, and I really, like, I get chills seeing that. I'm like, oh yep. hell yeah, yep. you know what I mean. So that's the it's energy just, the city needs, right? You know? Exactly, man. Yeah. And it's just great. The Wells Fargo Center is popping between them and the Sixers, man. Yep, yep. gotta love it. Home, home ice advantage, home field advantage it. for Sixers sure in lost. the farm, dude. Sixers, Sixers are eleven and zero at the time we're recording this podcast. Hey, while we're talking Philly. Let's do it. Let's throw it to uh, our, our guest this week, uh, JJ Scarpello, coming from Villanova University, another uh, another Philly area product. Absolutely. So uh, we'll send it to JJ. This was a fun one. This was close to home, and yep. uh, Bush had some some good interaction with uh, the childhood uh, games in the backyard. Talking talking with JJ. Yep, absolutely. We'd now like to welcome on a close friend of ours, a guy who threw from his five thousand passing yards and thirty nine career touchdowns in high school, Colonial Athletic Conference Academic Award recipient. An engineering and business administration student, current quarterback and holder at Villanova University, the Wildcat himself, JJ Scarpello. JJ, welcome on, man. Uh, how we doing, boys? I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. I'm excited to have you too, because you've been here from the ground up. A lot of these other, you know, guests that we've had on didn't, you know, follow the pod beforehand. You were there from the very beginning, so I'm excited to talk to you um, because you've been a fan since day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I first heard about this, I, I really didn't know what to expect from you boys. But, I mean, you're rolling strong, got a lot of sponsors and everything going. I mean, this is some, some legit stuff you got here. I love it. 
Yeah, man, we're working the, on uh, it. Man. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. So I guess I don't know. You want to start from the beginning? Do we go back to the high school days? I mean, maybe high school going into college. First off, I think you know, looking at at, at Seneca football in general, Seneca High School um, quarterbacks. You were probably in the history of the school the guy that aired it out the most. I think something changed when you came under center for you know the coaching staff to switch to more of a passing offense. And was that you know was that driven partly by you and your skill set, or was it a, a change of pace in general? Talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think it all started out with um, Jay Donhue coming back to coach, who was a QB there. And yep. like when he was a QB there, he he threw for like there were times he would throw for like twenty times in a season. Right. And I mean, by like my senior year, like I was having like twenty attempts in like a half, so it was completely yeah. different. So he came back and kind of was like. You know, fish like we gotta move on from this wing T stuff. We just don't have the bodies for it. I mean, the wing T is good if you got some absolute hogs up front, some right. hard those guys. But I mean, we got a lot of guys who were athletic and can make plays. So we just wanted to get the ball to them. So it started out my freshman year. Our JV team and our varsity team were two completely different things. Our varsity was still wing T and everything, and our freshman team was where like Jadon had started out coaching. And that was where he started, like, implementing, like, the spread offense, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then as everybody just kind of transitioned from that, way up. my sophomore year and everything, it's kind of grown and, like, developed to probably where it is today. Yeah, you definitely could see that. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Um, my next question, I kind of lost my train of thought. Any any difference of you being a Southpaw? Does that have any difference on the field? Because that's one of the first things I, I notice out there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. Uh, one thing is always working out with the receivers and everything. Uh, the spin of the ball, the way it comes out of my hand, it's always just a little different for them, just the way it moves. Almost like a, almost like a baseball pitcher, how their ball kind of naturally tails. Mm-hmm. So Similar. my ball always have a little bit of a tail to it, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like having like a lefty punter or everything. It's just kind of a bit of an adjustment to get used to. And then in terms of like scheme stuff, I mean, most of the stuff's pretty much the same, but some teams got to prep for – our offense, uh, like I like rolling out to my left more than my right, and most teams usually see the righty, so just right, kind of like, right, right. work around that. So, but I mean, it's not too much different than having a righty in there. So moving forward, you have a great high school career. Tell us a little about the uh, the recruiting process. I mean, you're obviously you're at a Division One school now. What was that like? Did you have a lot of people, a lot of meetings, um, coaches coming to visit you, a lot of tape out there? Was it you selling yourself more? Uh, you know, give us a little perspective on the whole recruiting picking a school process. Sure. So uh, it started out with just sending tape to a bunch of coaches and just kind of seeing who got back to me. I sent uh, most of my tapes like the Ivy League, Patriot League, and like the CAA that uh, Villanova plays in. And those were I was mostly looking for a place where I could go play ball at and like get the highest education possible. So I was like aiming for the Ivy League, just kind of, you know, if I could get a, a degree from there. I mean, I realized football is going to end at some point. So that's a right. A good thing to fall back on a degree from one of those schools. So sure. that's a rare mentality that you have there, man. You don't yeah, see don't, that often. I don't know what it was. I, I mean, I've always like and kind of enjoyed school. I'm, I've been pretty good at it. So I, I was just trying to see how far uh, football could take me in that regard, which is, I guess, a little off the beaten path. But after that, uh, I was just kind of seeing who got back to me, and then um, uh, going to different camps in the summer. It was like every weekend I was out to a different school. Me and my dad were just kind of doing a tour of, like, the whole East Coast pretty much, trying to get to just as many schools as possible, just kind of work out for as many coaches as possible. And then 
Uh, it just kind of went on like that from probably after like my sophomore year, which was just mostly, you know, getting to see people and, you know, show my face around, working towards senior year. And I actually had decided on coming to Villanova without the in- initial intent to play football. Oh, it's okay. Actually, it's kind of a funny story. So I decided on Villanova and I was like debating between walking on and uh, like reaching out to the coaches or whatever. And in the spring of my senior year, there's like all these like uh, all-star games in Jersey or whatever and like, you know, all over the country. Yep. And so I was invited for one in South Jersey that was kind of West versus East Jersey. And it was uh, me, Garrett Blessy, Juice Watson, Colin Ramage. Like we were all uh, elected to go play in it. The boys. So I was kind of playing that. Oh, yeah, the boys. And one night I'm like sitting in my uh, room doing homework and I get a call from the Winslow Township head coach who uh, we played against every year. And I mean, I mean, we, we blew them out every year. They weren't very good, but just a little <laughs> shot at them. But uh, they never are. He calls me and he was like, so um, I got this all star game I'm coaching. in. if you want to if you want to play it. And I was like, oh, like, what game is it? And it was this uh, North Jersey versus South Jersey game. It was like a, a bigger game. And it was like a Phil Sims of sponsoring it. And so he um, he asked me that. And I was like in between doing it because I was like kind of wanted to like play one more game with my buddies. I wasn't sure if I was going to play anymore. Coach Fish was actually coaching it too. So it was kind of like I didn't know if I wanted to abandon him or not. So I asked Coach. And I was like, Coach, like, what do you think I should do? And he was like it'd be selfish of me to have you come back and play. Like, you should really go play in that game. Like, we've never sent anybody to it. And so I ended up being a alternate walk-on for that game because one of the QBs in the game dropped out. No okay. way. No idea who this kid is, but, I mean, I got to thank him someday. <laughs> yeah. I ended up going and playing in that game and playing good enough that I won the offense MVP for the game. The South team won. Team Porkle, not uh, Taylor Ham. So, that always that. And it was funny because after, like, the coaches were talking to me, like, I was getting interviewed about stuff, and they're like, oh, like, where are you going to school next year? I was like, oh, I'm going to Villanova. And they start talking to me about, like, playing football and all this there. And I'm sitting here like, no, like, I'm just going to be a student. I'm taking class. So I just kind of let it go. And I was like, yeah, like, I'll be there. And they're talking about games. I was like, yeah, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I might be in the stands watching one or something like that. (laughs) And so after the game, uh, one of the coaches – had come over and was like, oh, like, are you not planning on playing there? And I was like, oh, I was debating walking on or something. He was like, all right, like, I'll reach out to coaches and see what I can do. And gets me in in touch with their QB coach. And, like, sure enough, like, a month later on, like, July, like, probably 26th, the coach gives me a call and was like, hey, JJ, like, we're going to give you a spot. You got to come up August 3rd, camp starts then. And, like, after that, I was like, holy smoke. Like, my summer got completely flipped. I thought I had to, like, August 25th to report to school and just – You had, like, six through. days. And not only to report to school in general, like, walk in, move into your freshman dorm, don't do the whole nine. But, like, were you in playing shape at that point? I mean, it wasn't much time <laughs> – it wasn't much time to, like, lose playing shape. I mean, right, like, going from, like, yeah. a spring – you're an athletic kid in general. But were you ready to spring into your first I mean, ever college summer camp? I would definitely days. say I was I was a little underprepared for that. I was also on vacation in Ocean City, New Jersey for <laughs> that week. So I hit a point where all of a sudden I was leaving our vacation. I was running home. I was going out buying stuff for my dorm and everything that I was going to do when I got back. 
started like working out as much as I could over those like next six days to like try to you know get me back into some form of shape. Yeah. And it was it was it was really crazy because like all of a sudden like everything changed for me and like from that moment on like my college path has been like completely different. So, but it's been unreal. That's an awesome story, dude. So like after you, obviously this is a whirlwind of a first week or first year of college with this whole football thing, but then I'm going through your stats. I'm looking at all your games and stuff. Is it true that your debut game was at Lincoln financial field against temple? It is. So, uh, my freshman year, our starting QB was uh, a junior. And so he was coming back the next year. And our uh, our holder was our senior punter who was also graduating, and so I was just trying to find a way to get on the field like any way I can, you know, special teams, anything like that. So I talked to our coaches about uh, like going out for the holder position, and so I ended up winning that job. And then, sure enough, the first time I ever stepped on the field was in the link, which was unreal. Yeah, and then you guys squeak out a nineteen to seventeen victory like it's no big deal. Like I, I mean, dude, what's it like to you win? You played a part in that game. You played yeah. a part in that game for sure. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that game also shouldn't have been that close. They also blocked a, a field goal. My second ever snap I ever took on that field, or like in my college career, Temple blocks it, returns it for a touchdown. And it was. <sighs> What my, happened? My tackle did, the guy come, did the guy come around the end and dive, or did he jump over the line? What? How did how did that work? It was a blur. I just heard the kickers blacked out. The ball, and the next set, like immediately, I heard another hit, and I'm like, "Dang!" Like something just happened. <laughs> did you pop up? Did you, make, did I, you try to make I, a tackle, or were they gone? I mean, I could pull up the tape and show you my. I need the tape. Tackle. We need the tape. This is something that I have not done in quite some time like even my senior i played a little defense but it was mostly just like just like being a deep safety patrol patrol safety yeah yeah (laughs) so this attempt of a tackle on their like six six like dn monster did not go very well for me he ends up running (laughs) back for a touchdown and i'm sitting there like oh god like if, if we don't find a way to pull this one out and we lose by seven i'm done this is it first game as a holder I remember I remember sitting on T I was watching that game because I was like, dude, it was like my boys on TV. Like I gotta watch that. And I I'll, I'll never forget I sit down with like all the group and I'm like, yeah, you see that guy? He's holding the kick right there. Yeah, I, I beat him in one-on-one in his backyard in one v one basketball. I'll never let you live that down. I was wondering if that basketball game was gonna come up, but <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, man. <laughs> It was, I mean, it was textbook. It's one of my major highlights in, in my youth uh, recreational career was was beating J.J. Scarpello on his home basketball court in his backyard. I mean, you, you went about one in seven on the day, but you, <laughs> you just hold on to that one win. That's all that matters. Yep, that's all. One win. That's all that matters. Hey, you can tell him you're still on the field and we're just recording podcasts now, too. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. No, so, dude, but that whole, that, whole, that whole special teams, like to talk about like the, the blocked field goal, um, the whole special teams field goal kicking crew, like it's it's almost like the offensive line, right? Like they don't, you know, you don't get your name in the paper. You don't get talked about when you do the good things. It seems like you only get talked about when you do the bad things. Yeah. So, I mean, every every play really on our like our special teams unit is like should just be standard by the book. Catch, hold, kick. It goes through. Done. More often than but not. That the one. Blame, yeah. The blame will goes on the kicker if he misses it. But. There's there's a lot more that goes into it where it's bad hold, bad snap, no protection. 
So I'm gonna bring up one because we were we were watching, we were supporting, we were at a mutual friend, we were at the uh, we were at the Gazelle's house and we, we were watching Notre Dame. No, we were watching I forget who else was on that weekend. Uh, I think it was the Auburn Alabama game. No, we were watching Villanova playing southeastern Louisiana, and you guys lost in a barn burner. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I because I I have my own opinion on it. You got I'm not throwing the teammates under the bus, but you got handcuffed. Oh no, I did. That was you got handcuffed. I mean, I don't usually say much like uh, or brag about what I do since there's not much to it. <laughs> but our our long snapper had come out to me at like a certain point in the game and was like, JJ, like I'm gonna be honest, like they're just not coming back clean right now. <laughs> and that was probably like a game where I had probably some of like the worst snaps. And I mean, I felt like I was trying out for a baseball team, you know, playing shortstop or something. But, I mean, we ended up getting the catches down and the holds down. But, I mean, we ended up missing one kick at the end, which proved kind of vital. But it was a rough game. Yeah, tough one. But that's, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, the entire game goes on. There was almost 80 – there was 80, what, 89 total points scored. Um, and, and it comes down to that play where it's like, you know, the entire game, you probably – I mean, even though you had bad snaps, did you miss – you know, all – academic here like normal normal field goals normal extra points and then that one comes up which ends up being the one point for the tie so it's tough but i know you got handcuffed there i saw that entire thing i was like that was not that was not on jj yeah that i mean we ended i ended up getting a good hold down on that last one i mean the other snaps probably early in the game some of them were probably worse but i mean that we probably still could have won that game if you watch the end that uh pass interference call on yes. our receiver yes it was one of the worst calls I've I've ever seen in my life. So that one was that one was tough. Probably tougher than. And it's tough in a game like that with with all. I mean, I don't know how many we, the whole game wasn't on because it was on like the I guess like the college version of red zone. But um, it's tough in a game like that when, like I said, there's almost 90 total points scored. Like there's probably so many moments in the game where it's like that could have went one way or the other, right? Whether it's oh, a pass yeah, interference sure. call or before that with the miss the miss extra point or before that with X Y or Z play. So. It's tough, but at the end, I guess it's a team game. Your boys probably understand that, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a lot of things we could have done differently. I mean, our offense, like, we put up 44 points, but we still left a lot of points out there on the field. You know, a couple of drives in the second half stalled for us, and we really didn't get anything going coming out. I mean, defensively, we had a lot of, like, older DBs get hurt, so we had, like, all freshman DBs in. And I mean, their their QB just kind of kind of took advantage of that. We had to kind of yeah. simplify down our defense. I mean, the kid threw from almost like 500 yards on our DBs, so didn't get a ton of stops or help on defense. But I mean, uh, you can point to a lot of stuff. We're not gonna pin it on one thing. No, you can't. So Jay, obviously, we go back, uh, you know, a decent amount here uh, with our history, with everything, and you know, growing up together. But um, I know you were also a solid basketball player as well. That's something that um, you know I've known personally. But I also saw MaxPreps.com. You were ranked 98th in New Jersey for basketball. So at what point did you make the decision that football was your main priority, or was it always the main priority? Um, I would probably say football was always the main priority for me uh i mean i i was kind of a kid where it was like whatever season i was in that was kind of what i was most focused on that's kind of what i loved the most i don't know where who's putting up these stats for max prep i don't know how <laughs> I was 98th in the state for for anything in basketball i mean i i enjoyed basketball basketball was fun for me uh but it was never something that i was super locked in on really in terms of going to play somewhere in college or anything like that 
But that's that's just something that you can play anytime, anywhere. Just pick up hoops. So I like to keep my game as sharp as possible with that. But I think just just brought up that question just so he could say that he beat a top hundred player <laughs> in in basketball. Dude, it's it's almost like you know me too well. Honestly, it's like you know me too well. Let me ask I, a ridiculous uh, question so I sound better. Yeah, absolutely. You kidding me? So, Jay, you got a pretty athletic family, man. You got your sister at Rutgers, Division One lacrosse. You got your brother, Division One Lax at Wagner. What's your younger brother doing? Is he uh, committed anywhere yet? No. So, Luke, Luke is not committed anywhere yet. He's, uh, he's playing lacrosse at a, uh, the prep right now at yes. okay. Augustine. So, I mean, everybody in the family kind of took the lacrosse route. I kind of mm-hmm. went against that. I mean, if you ask them, they'll tell you I, I sucked at lacrosse and wasn't good enough. <laughs> but, um... Uh, I mean, I guess you can kind of, blend, uh, I guess, thank our genes, really, from our mom and dad, you know. But, I mean, yep. we're just kind of a pretty competitive family, so it's just kind of something that we were born into. That's awesome, man. I know that, uh, I, I mean, Tommy's one of our big followers as well. He's another guy I want to get on here and have a conversation with. But, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where the youngest one goes. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be somewhere good. You guys got the Division One track record, so let's keep that rolling, right? It's it's crazy how fast time flies because you asked me if Luke's committed somewhere. I'm like, dude, Luke's, Luke's eight years old. I just, I'm, I'm like stuck back to like everybody growing up and I, yeah. I, I turn 24 next week. It's insane. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's weird to think about. He he has a permit now. He was driving the other day, and I was like, "This this is just not right. <laughs> this is not right." But he's still crazy. the little brother, though. You gotta make sure he knows that. He's still the little brother. Oh, I make sure he knows that. Yeah, you gotta let him know. <laughs> Keep him home. So, so going back to your college ball, I mean, you're you're three years in now. Um, you, you play some good opponents year in year out. I know you got the uh, UD on the schedule every year, which Bush is chomping at the bit to talk about. But uh, what's the best team you ever played against? Um, and what's your favorite stadium to play at in, um, in your time there? Um, I mean, I would probably, uh, piggyback off a, uh, former guest you had on. That's how you know I'm a, I'm a freaking listener. Yeah, here. yeah he's a fan. Probably go with the JMU Dukes. Um, yeah. they are, they are just a, a really, uh, fundamentally sound team. It's everything they do is good. They're fast on both sides of the ball. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to play against. We, uh, we honestly, we should have had them this year. Uh, ended up coming up a little short there. But I would probably say they're probably the best team we've played. And then that stadium. I mean, oh. uh, let's go college stadium because, obviously, the link is probably the sweetest place you've ever played. But uh, where's what college stadium? I mean, behind the link, it, it would probably have to be James Madison Stadium. Wow. Uh, I, there's something about it. But it, I will say this, the stadium has that like a FBS level type feel to it, but it's more of a intimidation kind of thing on the opponent, in my opinion, because if you like take a look at their stadium, the home sideline behind it is like very massive. It looks just like a uh, like a FBS or like possibly, I mean, not quite an NFL stadium, but it's. I know what you're talking about. It has like the boxes, right? It like keeps it's going, got its way up. levels to it and everything. Yeah. One end zone has their like massive like athletic field house the other end zone is pretty big it's where all the students are but then when you like look behind you at the bleachers behind you they're not super big they're about the size of like a high school stadium i would say so i mean as an opponent you're in there you're looking up at this giant stadium you're like they they really brought the house today but then you just kind of look behind you see your little corner of your own your own family's (laughs) fans and you know the villanova fans you're like all right this place isn't that big 
maybe that's just a dig. Maybe it's like we don't care about the away team fans. Like go sit on go sit on these high school bleachers. We're gonna build up this this massive like half of a half of a you know big time college stadium. I mean they're they're huge though. The one thing I can think about James Madison, dude. Another intimidation factor. Not only that they're a good team, the stadium's pretty cool. Um, and I guess the fans bring it, but their uniforms are sick. They are. They're I mean, nasty. They're they're probably the closest the FCS has to an Oregon type team where it's like every week. Yes. They're coming out in something different. Uh, do you follow Do you follow Uni Swag on Twitter? Do you I follow do. that account at all? They win an award like every single week. Like they have the all all black ones. They have the all purple ones. The like the ice white ones. That'd be terrifying if you got them on the all black the blackout week. Mm-hmm. I mean, bye you bye. Start the bus, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 game over for you if you got them that week. But yeah, they got a lot of a lot of nice Uni combinations, and every I feel like every year they, they have a different outfit for every game, so they they keep it exciting. Did you guys play NDSU at all? No, we did not. So really? my the year before my freshman year, they actually played South Dakota State in South Dakota State in the uh, the semis or quarterfinals. And the like older guys who were there said that that was like an insane environment. But we have not made it up to North Dakota State yet. Who man, I uh, I've witnessed them play, and I've seen JMU play, and I'm still gonna go NDSU. Every time, dude, they are they are mean looking, dude. They are they mean are. looking team. They're huge. They're like they're like Seneca versus Timber Creek. Like they are, <laughs> dude. NDSU is gigantic, man. They are, and, and they're big and they're fast too. Like every single guy, like if you watch their offensive line, I mean, I think some of them may have a faster forty than I do. They, <laughs> they move, they get downfield, and they're just they're crazy efficient too. So. Mm-hmm. So I brought him up a little bit earlier, but I know Bush, again, is dying to talk about it. Can you bring up uh, the Battle of the Blue? Is that what this rivalry is called, the Battle of the Blue? The, uh, UD, the UD Nova rivalry. What's, uh, what's your experience there? What does it mean for the guys taking, taking that one home, um, you know, if you win that game? So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a rivalry as of late. Villanova's won the last eight straight. They put the trophy in probably 13 years ago. We've won 12 of the last 13. Bush so, on blast. <laughs> including Joe Flacco. Villanova beat Joe Flacco with a freshman QB, true freshman. Mm. So, elite? I don't, it's not getting elite. easier. It's not getting easier know. to make an argument here. <laughs> so, I mean, there's – I don't know what it is. Every week uh, leading up to that game, we usually – all our seniors will get up and kind of talk about what that has meant to them over their uh, – four years and uh, culminating that game. And it's, it's, it's an awesome environment to be in playing in Delaware. I would probably put Delaware up there in uh, terms of favorite places to play. They always pack the house, uh, bring a good crowd out, but it was actually my freshman sophomore year. I was actually kind of surprised that we ended up winning. Those were years that we were just kind of down and out and struggling. And then that week comes around and, all of a sudden, it was like we were a completely different team. We won both years by like 21 points, and it was quite a big shock to me. But it was one of those games where everyone on the team all of a sudden just has this kind of juice and energy about them. And it was the same thing this year. So, I mean, I don't know what it is about it. Like, people always like kind of talk it down as it's not a rivalry because of our continued success. But it's as soon as we touch that field, like, you can just kind of sense a different kind of uh, – feeling in the air it's awesome bush talk about it from your perspective was it was always a little bit of like an oh shit uh the wildcats are coming into town what was your you know your feel going into that week because those guys were ready to steamroll you it sounds like 
Yeah, so typically on a Friday night, I was with all the mascot guys, and we were just drunk. So I, you know, we were getting ready for we were getting ready for the Wildcats to roll into town. So, um, you know, we had to gear up, and you know, the Wildcats would roll into town. We'd see them come into Tubby Raymond Field, and uh, and it, it was always really exciting. Um, there, the Nova's so close, so their stadium was pretty filled with their people. Um, I think uh, Wildy Cat, the, the their Scott would roll through, so we'd rough him up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, every single time it was always pretty much just a blowout. Like we weren't really expecting to win. It was just all right. It's Battle of the Blue. Anybody who knows sports was into it, but anybody who wasn't was like, all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna lose, um, which kind of sucked because um, I knew that it was a thing going way back, and we haven't won a game since 2011. Um, and that's, I mean, that might be all the way back to when Tubby Raymond, uh, no, not Tubby Raymond, but we haven't won a game against Nova. I don't think since Tubby Raymond's like first replacement, which was like a long time ago. So kind of like the, is it kind of like the Michigan Ohio state robbery right now? Like who, who, who last won a game, Michigan or Delaware? Right. Exactly. Ironically, they have the same helmets. I mean, Hey, could be a curse, man. Could be a curse. <laughs> could be a curse. The winged helmets. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, from my, from my perspective, it was nothing crazy, but, uh, yeah, Jay, I, I was dying when I found out that you were going to Nova, I was like, nice dude. Like maybe I'll catch you at one of the games or something. Never happened. God, <laughs> God never even came close. Um, yeah. but it was, it was still really fun knowing that you were on that squad and I was, uh, in there in your presence there. You were, you were clowning around trying to distract all the fans from what was happening on the field. Like, don't, don't look back there. Just look <laughs> at me dancing and putting up yeah. signs. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So JJ, moving on, man. Uh, you know, you got one one season left, but let's talk about the, um, you know, I guess the season coming up, but also like life after football. I know you already had that plan going into going into Nova. What's uh, what's next? Like you got the engineering stuff going on, business administration. What uh, what's the what's the route you're taking with that? All right. Um, so I uh, I actually have an internship lined up for next summer. I'm uh, nice. working with with uh, Lockheed Martin at their Morristown office. Very nice. So. With them, I'll be in their like uh, ballistic missiles defense team, is what it's called. Excuse me. So, so we'll be working on some different projects and things like that. I mean, I don't really know a ton of what I'll be doing exactly, but I'm just kind of going through the process of filling out all this paperwork. I had to uh, apply for secret government clearance. Yeah, government ID. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. So. Uh, I'm excited for that. Excited to kind of see what comes about after that. And, you know, I don't really know. We're just kind of taking it day by day yeah. right now. But That's all, all you can do. Dude, that's probably an interview. One of the questions definitely wasn't like, so, JJ, what is your, uh, what's your experience with ballistic missiles? <laughs> did, did they ask <laughs> that at all or no? No, I, I was happy they didn't because I was looking at yeah. the different departments that I was interviewing with that day. And I was like, if they were to ask me anything about this. I'm drawing on like like my Call of Duty knowledge at that point, you know, <laughs> shooting down Predator missiles or something like that. So I mean, they they kind of know that coming in, if you did have background in it, it'd be quite alarming, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, true. terrifying. Suspicious about ballistic missiles. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a it was a pretty easy interview process. It was mostly just kind of general behavioral things, and uh, it was mostly they're kind of like, all right, this is gonna be like a big learning experience for you. So. That's what it's about. You're gonna you're gonna learn about ballistic missiles for sure. But I guess you can't tell us, or you have to kill us with the with the secret government ID. I mean, right now I don't know anything, so your guess is as good as mine as to what I'll do <laughs> after the summer. You know, you, it, I might not be able to say some things. You know, 
might not be allowed back on this podcast for certain <laughs> reasons. So, dude, listen. I'm waiting for a cruise missile to drop right in, right into my living room right now. I'm like, I'm tweaking. I mean, if you over keep here. bringing up that basketball game, we we might send it your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, don't worry. I'll uh, after this podcast, uh, Bush and I will hop on Modern Warfare and we'll give you a little rundown later about you know just the ins and outs, little little crash course. All right, Jay, man, we appreciate you coming onto the pod. Uh, it's about time we finally got you. Um, you know, everything you said, we love it. Um, keep following us. Keep giving us some shares. And, uh, you know, we'll do the same for you, brother. All right. Thank you, boys. Hey, man, happy it happened. And uh, we're rooting for you. So uh, good stuff, man. Right. Hey, Bush, we can play a little hoops over winter break if you want. Yeah, you know what? We need a one-on-one game. We, we need a one-on-one. You two. We need, we need content out of that. And yeah. I have. I have every dollar in my bank account on JJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. You schedule it. I'm in. I'll see you there. Oh, I love it. Let's make yes. it happen. He's gonna go so hard. He's gonna go so hard. Bush, I'm Bush, gonna... uh, we just talked about it on the last podcast. The last time you played basketball, you blew out your ankle. Like blew out your ankle. Yep, yep. Ankles, ankles, definitely a factor in this. I'm gonna matchup, take a loan so... out. I'm gonna take a loan out and then put that on JJ to win. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get a doctor on hand for him, make sure he's all right. Yeah, I'll get a physical. I need a physical anyway. <laughs> all right, JJ. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. No problem, boys. All right. Awesome interview with JJ. Uh, loved having him on. That's uh, that was one we had in our back pocket there for a while. I'm just happy yeah. to get him get him on the uh, online. Absolutely. As we said in the interview, man, I mean, we he's been a follower from the beginning. Yes. Like, yes. So to get somebody on like that for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a necessity to have on it. And dude, he's he, his first biggest game is at the link, man. Like you can't. It's legit. Yeah, it's, it's sick. Legit. Good for him. Good for him. So. Uh, without further ado, we're finally back on the pod with a beer yeah, review. Yeah, dude. dude, a live beer review is is, is always great. Today, uh, we stopped at Publix, Publix, which is the grocery store down here uh, in Florida. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful grocery store. The coolest thing about it, though, down here in Florida, they also sell beer basically anywhere. As Wawa. soon as you walk in, there's wine. It's right there. It's right there. It's in the face. It's mm-hmm. almost like next to the toothpaste as you walk in, right? Right. So um, they sell beer in gas stations, Wawa's, you know, basically anywhere. First aisle, just an immaculate set. And the first thing that I saw that caught my eye was the... I'm going to need one of those, John. Was the St. Pete Beach Blondale. So, I don't... It's, it's, it's from Daughters Brewing Co. down here in Florida. The coolest thing, Beach Blondale. But it's like it's like a beach blonde. Like a, like a blonde you see at the beach. I'm kind of hung up on something you said about two minutes ago. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you said that a grocery store was beautiful. It was, ve- dude. It was gorgeous. You might be the only one who describes a grocery store as beautiful. It was go- ever. No, it's gorgeous. The, I don't know if it's the lighting or the setup. I mean, I, I think felt- the lighting is a bit brighter in that. It's I don't brighter. know if it was that Publix. See, but the cool I thing that about too. it though, like that grocery store is like the typical grocery store, but it was like high end. That was like your normal corner yeah, grocery yeah. store. Like that is like the biggest chain. I didn't see anything special, dude. It was a nice grocery. It store. was an act, dude. Well, it- it was a shop right No, no. I mean, no, yes. dude. It was literally Murphy's. It, it was Murphy's. Yeah, so it was Murphy's. Like, but the pricing's good. Murphy's pricing's high. Back but we're wrong. in Florida. You're we're in Florida. Wrong. Of course the pricing's going to be good. No, it's, it was a good... Okay, regardless. Regardless. The Beach Blondale. Yeah. <laughs> you want to grab one of these, Jim? Yeah. Jim, pass these out. Uh, beach Blondale. Yep. Send them around the oh, table. It's definitely, definitely like the sound of it. It's so, easy on the tongue. Refreshing and bright. St. Pete. Give beach me your... Blondale finishes with a satisfying, satisfying hint of citrus. A bombshell of a brew that brings the Florida coast 
to your palate. I'm ready. Ooh, so I'm ready let's let's wait, 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 give me wait, a can, wait, give me a can. Yeah, hold on, wait. So uh, let's let's stick to format here. So we have a white can here with a yellow, looks like a like a like a supernova. Oh, it's it's the girl, shit, dude. That's it's the shit. Yeah, oh, be- the girls on the no, can. No, that's what i The cool thing about it, it's beach. Yeah, what? beach blonde, but oh. it's like a, it's a beach blonde. Oh, like blonde, you see the sunglasses on the bottom, her forehead and her hair's on the bottom. But it looks like a sun, looks like a flaming sun or something. So. Uh, we have blonde ale alcohol by volume is five point zero percent. A balance of malts and hops. This is on the sweet end. I of like the this. Sweet I haven't seen this on a beer on the can. Yeah. It actually has like a little like meter between sweet and bitter. It tells you how many um, IBUs oh, it has. I like that. A balance of malts and hops, and yeah. uh, maybe the hairs a little bit fitting with the brewing company daughters brewing. Mm. Mm. Little correlation Ooh, there. Wow. All right, let's crack these boys. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be serious, I think. Okay, uh, cheers, boys. Hey, cheers, hey. cheers all around. Beef Fondales, Jimmy, producer, Jimbo. Cheers. All right. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> True. Late crack by Jim. Touche. Yeah, I did too. Really? <laughs> I did too, dude. Whoa. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I like. Huh? Want a sip? One more sip. Three sips. Three sips. Give it a fair rating here. Is it Three Daughters Brewing Co.? I think it's Three three Daughters Brewing Co. There's a three there. Mm. There's, there's like yep. a guinness taste to it. Which, so I, I, was gonna, which I, I don't like. I was going to say that, Bryce. It's a, not, like, yeah, it, yeah, it's a guinness taste. It's, it's not it's what milky. I expected. It's a milky. It's a hearty. The hops hearty. are apparent. The hops are there. Okay. You can you can definitely taste the hops. That's, that's what that flavor is. You know, I was thinking beach blonde, and I'm thinking of like a light citrusy, right? Yeah, and then beach blonde ale. So yeah. it is an ale. Yeah. So I guess if you're thinking ales, it is on the lighter end of that. I'm not getting citrus. I'm getting do- I'm getting dark. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a winter. Even it's called blonde. Yeah, I'm getting a winter, winter beer. It's so weird, dude. Yeah. I picture like log cabin that's, where I'm drinking a, this for yeah, sure, yeah. which is ale. just so trippy. And we're all getting the same thing. Let me take another sip here. But I, I, when which, I, I when I saw beach blonde ale. I yeah, I picture summer shandy almost, and it's not a yeah. shandy, but I'm right. not getting much of the citrus myself. No, 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 no I'm no. saying no citrus. Yeah, but it's weird. I mean, it, it definitely is a little sweet. It's definitely it's not that bitey. No, it's not something I could drink a lot of. But I'm in Florida in December, and I think that's the time you drink this. Florida yes. in December. Yes, because you're from the north. You want a you want a winter beer, but you're in Florida, so you go to the beach blonde ale yeah. because it's disguised yeah. as a summer beer, but it yeah. really is a winter beer. Yeah. You know what, Bush? That's the smartest goddamn thing you've ever said. Ever well said. <laughs> ever said. Very well put. There Thank it is. You. And I, I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Wow. Should we start rating it? There's no yeah. way. Are we all gonna have the same rating too? This is unreal. We all agree. Wait. <laughs> Ready? Say your rating. On the cat three, and then we'll individual. No. And then we'll individual. Yeah, 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 yeah we, we might hit like fifteen seconds to think about my rating. Real okay, fifteen. Right. That's a long time. Is that a long time? Yeah, three seconds. I mean, I have to think about my other ratings. I don't want to put it. Well, and uh, I think our ratings obviously are going to be different. They're going to be some, different. Summer, summer IPA. A lot of us like more IPAs. Some of us may like porters. Don't look here. I got yeah, us. don't look yeah. over here. See, <laughs> look over I, here. I'm more of an IPA guy, so I get a bit of an IPA just from this. Because right. of the hoppiness. Right. No, only the three to one just in case. Since we've all been on the same page no, so far. See, we, right, I want to try it real quick and then, okay. and then we'll go around. Okay. Right. Three, two, one, six, one, eight. Okay. No, <laughs> that was god off. All right. Deaver, what do you I didn't hear any of them. Well, yeah, we'll start with Deaver. What'd you say? I went too high. You, I heard what you said. Stick so with just, it. I went six point eight. That's pretty high. Woo! I went six point eight. Wow. I think it was because okay. of your No, it's a great beer. It's not 
my beer, which I think is the whole purpose of the ratings is like what it is to you. But honestly, like when you said that winter in Florida combination, like, yes, this is like I'm at a nice party, um, company Christmas party down here in Florida that we're going to have. Like this is the beer. It's disguised as a summer drink, but it's it's not. Um, 6.8, it, it gives a good, bold flavor in the beginning. Uh, the aftertaste isn't bad. It's not bitey. It gave me a chill, I think, just because... It's not what you were expecting. That was what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think the name's catchy. The can's catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I mean, all these ratings are so hard. All right, hard, Jim, what do you got? I give it a 4.8. A- any, any reason? Two points below me. Uh, my reasoning is, uh... Dude, the can's oh, so cool. Second. The can's so cool. Yeah, Wait, did you say 5.8 or 4? 4. 4. Bryson <laughs> like that. It's just not that good. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, no, I was around there. It's, it's, I can definitely drink this can, for sure. I don't know. There's just something about it. Maybe looking at the label here, the, the, I would rather be more on the bitter side, since I'm more I think IP the label. Guy. I think the label's incorrect, right? Yeah. Nah, I think it's pretty good. 24 IBUs. Slow, low on the hops. Subtle hint, but I like more bitter, hoppier beers. If, I, if I'm buying a six pack, I want to, I want to, what is the percentage? 5%. 5%? Yeah. You know, Which isn't I, bad. I, I, yeah, it's not bad, but I mean, a Bud Light is what, 4.2? Yeah. So, well, sure. if I'm buying yeah. a six pack, so yeah. I want a little bit more, more bang for my buck, a little more bitterness, a little more alcohol in there. Um, I could just go out and buy a, 24 of Coors Light. So my, my rating is a 6.4, um, and the reasoning is everything you heard me say right after I drank it. That's that's where I'm at. And what do you got? I got I have a 7.3. I, I kind of – I know it's a Blondale going in, but uh, a little bit little bit of an IPA flavor. I'm an IPA guy, so it's – yeah, it's 7.3. Excuse me. Yeah. Bryce, what we got going here? You're working you know, on it. Uh, I changed my rating in my head like two times already. You have my, to stick with my it. My initial okay. was 5.1. And then when we all said it, I said 5.7. And then initially I was like, I, I need to tone it back down. But then when he brought up the IPAs, I almost like my mindset changed as I tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so your final? Can we change that? I'm, I'm sticking with 5.7. Okay. It's, it's a little too aily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, like beach blonde, I was expecting something a little more light, yeah. which I do like most of the time. Right. But light, baby. after after taking a few more sips, I think it was just the fact that I had a bunch of Bud Lights down my throat and things like that, and yeah. then it's not bad. Five point seven. Okay. Five point seven. Well, there you have it, everybody. You have the beach blonde ale, St. Pete Three Daughters Brewing Co. We had a blonde ale, five point zero percent, a balance of malts and hops. This is your winter beer in sunny Florida. So uh, well, that's a wrap on that. With, uh, without further ado, let's roll right into the uh, the, the SIDS yeah, segment. The SIDS segment is back, of course, as always. But not SIDS this week. It is the the SID shit you don't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ham's had it on the way down here to Florida, dude. What happened on the plane? Just, just we'll go into it. What happened? On the cool. Plane? So initially, woke up five thirty. Flight was super early, and I get to the terminal. I'm waiting. Two hours normally. Flight gets delayed. So it gets delayed. I'm I'm getting I, I want to get down here as soon as I can. I know everyone's we're going into a big weekend. All excited. Naturally. Yeah. It so my flight got delayed about an hour, 
uh, an hour and a half, but nonetheless, get on the plane, and surrounding me there is a group of older people right in front of me and to my right, and um, just by the way that they're interacting with each other and talking to each other, they they don't have a sense of other people's space. They right. don't care what other people think about them, right. which sometimes could be a good thing, but... Reaching to the seat in front of you and kind of brushing the person's hair on an in already seat. filthy plane. Ugh. Yes, seats are already extremely tight. And reaching over people to talk to someone that you know, telling people to change seats, but uh, basically just bumping into people and not caring about other people's personal space, it's shit you don't do, especially on a plane. It's already tight as it is. Right. And this is like it's it's like a trend with older people. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No for me, I travel a lot for work, so first off I'm gonna take a dodge at both of you guys because your flights were at eleven. We're ten thirty, eleven. You guys at the airport at like six o'clock in the morning. That is a, that is a shit you don't do in itself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Bush flew out of the AC airport and I don't know if anybody listening has, has flown out of the AC airport before. The AC airport's a bus terminal. Yeah. It's a, it's bus. a bus stop. <laughs> I've walked into that place like at my boarding time. Yeah. How fast did you go through security? Tell the people. So I show up to the AC airport. My flight is at ten fifty three. We start boarding at ten. I show up to the AC airport at eight o'clock sharp. <laughs> I I open the gate, you know, I go through the swerving doors, whatever it is. I, I go down the line, check in, get on my boarding pass, security. go through security. Security took two seconds. The longest part of security is me taking my shoes off. <laughs> I put my shoes back on. I walk up in there. And if for some of our listeners probably saw our Instagram story. You were there at 8.06. I was there at 8.06. You got to the airport at 8 o'clock. You were at the terminal yeah. waiting for your 10 o'clock boarding time at 8.06. I was one of four people. In the entire airport. In the entire, one of four passengers flying that day in the entire airport. There That's a rookie more, move. Yeah, That's was, a rookie move. That's was, a shit you don't do. There was more people that worked there than traveling. And I feel like that's a typical opposite number. That there's way more people traveling. For an airport, for sure. Right. right. So that's my first shit you don't do. It's you guys actually doing that. But then, but then, yeah, people traveling to the airport, the, the personal space thing is just... Ugh, like cringe or at worthy. Least saying like an excuse me kind no, of deal, but no. just like, I'm the, the whole... guy. I'm like I'm not playing the nice guy card here, but like I'm the guy who like doesn't even put my seat back that far because I'm like upset. Like I don't want to hit that guy in the back. Like he's working on his laptop on the tray table. I'm not leaning my seat back at this point to bump his knees, right? Yeah, stuff like that. And and just to kind of see those things and to just feel like the person on the opposite like, end getting like I get. Like, uh, yeah, it's very. Extremely cringeworthy. Right. You told me that story when you got down shit. here. That's the first thing. It was just first thing. It's squirm. Just shit, you don't just do. squirm. Dude, our generation is very considerate. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Like, we think about others. I'm, right. I feel like that's very right. true about our generation. We're considerate. Yeah. That's, Dude, it's just the way it is. On the bus last night, you remember? I I looked at a kid who was younger than me, and I go, "Hey, man, there's like an older older lady that needs a seat." Like, because we were all getting up for anybody. Yes. Who, yes. Anybody we thought needed to sit more than yes. we did, we were like, "Hey." Like and I looked at the little kid, like probably seven, like sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, "Hey, there's like an older lady sitting there." And his mom was like, "No, no, no." And then I was like, "We're going to the back of the bus." Yeah. Like, like, like screw you guys. Like, yeah, I don't know if we're just good dudes. Our generation gets bad rap. I don't know what it is, but like stuff like that. Yeah, we we do think about it first. It irks, man. It just irks me. Flying just, in general for me as like a routine flyer is just. Uh, I can't even imagine. The Atlantic City Airport is these these routine like northeast to Florida flights, which are mostly filled with either one snowbirds, yep, fifty five plus, or, or seasonals, or, or two 
not usual travelers, like the family coming to Disney World or the family going on vacation right, or like every three years. once every three years type flying thing, mm-hmm. it just boggles my mind because I, I walk in the airport with a mission every single time. I get there at the very appropriate time, like an hour before my flight early takes enough. off. Early enough. Like the perfect I've, – I've gotten down to a science. I've gotten I've a couple close calls, but I've gotten kind of down to a science. Um, but then you just, you just go through the airport, dude. You read the signs. You have your headphones in. I grab a coffee. Just do my thing. There's people there wandering. They have like 25 bags. The kids screaming, rolling on the ground. Like with they've like never the, traveled before. With like the leash right. backpack. It's like, oh, but the for leash yeah. bag. <laughs> the leash bag. Like, dude, he's like picking up like gum off the floor and eating it. It's like oh, that is – dude, dude, dude. Yeah. Yeah, You've never seen that. Don't don't. No, no, no. Actually, that. get this. Literally this morning in the Philly airport – a kid ate gum off the ground? No, come on. He wasn't eating gum. But let me get there. It was worse than the leash backpack. This woman was just following her, what, like two, three-year-old son around who can run and just following him around. And every, like, 30 seconds, he would just splatter all over the airport floor where, like, everyone's oh, stepping. Oh. And I just see his hands... Oh, do you not know what two... Like, you're the mom. Do you not know that two-year-olds put their hands in their mouth? Oh, like, so they just, can't just walk sometimes. Some of these children, the they just and, like, don't know how to walk she properly. She was slowly walking behind him the entire Dude. time, just watching him, which I understand, like, let a baby fall, he's got to learn. But, like, that's not the place to do that. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? That the kid. germs in an airport. Jeez, yeah. That kid patient zero. Patient zero. Patient zero. Patient zero. Patient zero. Patient zero. Patient patient zero. zero. I patient saw zero. him this morning. Exactly. Oh, unbelievable. And he's man. here now in Florida with us? No, I don't think he got on my flight. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he was just in the airport. Let that start in Chicago. Yeah. 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 He flew, yeah. yeah. Let that start in Chicago yeah, for sure. Yeah, hopefully he went somewhere else. It might have went down south down here, but it wasn't the same flight. Oh, my God. Boys, flights, Sid, Sid's. Hell of a podcast here, man. Honestly, yeah. let's 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 go fly to the bar tonight. Yeah, you know, let the listeners enjoy right. what we had to talk about, uh, dude. Yeah, and we, we got some visuals Tampa. for you too. So, first right. podcast in the new office. First welcome, we welcome. This is gonna be the studio setup for you that are listening. Uh, be sure to check out these videos on uh, Instagram. I think in 2020 we're launching this YouTube channel, so you're gonna see a ton of good content. Check out the studio. It is legit down here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, thank you so much to the guys for coming down, helping me get the place set up. Jim and I are, are super oh. thankful, and uh, the FEB Tampa office is uh, officially launched. Yes. So let's uh, let's continue having a weekend, and uh, cheers to that. Cheers. It's our cheers. pleasure. Cheers. What's the, what's the cheers, Steve? What did you say earlier? Cheers to new adventures in 2020. 2020, yeah. Cheers, cheers to new adventures, um, whether it be this weekend. Um, this move, the new office launch, or 2020 in general. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, go free party. Let's go, baby. I got it.